Mbappe is set to sign a five-year deal with Real Madrid, making $12.8 million per season, plus $128 million signing bonus. It's time. It's time. You know what time it is. Time for Tuscaloosa's longest-running sports show. The biggest goal of our team, especially in the first half. We at Bama, we're trying to be the best. Always is to win a national championship. Something cool to look back on. We don't want to waste the failure. You're inside the game. The game. John Lecce on the ground. Appreciate your interest in the game. On your home for Alabama sports. Alabama wins. Tide 100.9. And streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Powered by Tuscaloosa Toyota. Now, now, here's your award-winning host, Ryan, Ryan Fowler. Hey, and a big good afternoon to you. Welcome to the game. T-Town, Tide 100.9, Tide109.com, the online website. Uh, also, remember to download the Tide 100.9 app. It's a free download. And also, when we talk about the alerts, we try not to flood you with those alerts. But uh, listen, we've had a lot of alerts with coaching news throughout the last 30 to 40 days. So I know that the uh, the alerts can, can sometimes get a little overwhelming. But, uh, hey, set those alerts because we're going to keep you up to date with the Alabama Crimson Tide. And very important today because we do have a very special guest today. Uh, it'll be our first conversation uh, on the air with Kalen DeBoer. Uh, we will feature him coming up at 5 p.m. And I want to remind the local audience, we talk about this because of the early part of the, the conversation. When you talk about the early part of baseball season, they move a couple of these games up. We are contractually obligated to run Alabama baseball. We have a partnership with Crimson Tide Sports Network, and we have softball in our building. We have men's basketball, women's basketball, football, all the shows. And uh, Noah is one of those guys that organizes all of that. I see it. I mean, you walk into his studio, and it's like calendars everywhere. Uh, that have the different uh, programs that's going on. He's trying to manage this. He's trying to manage this. We will have Alabama baseball that will take over on the FM dial. And uh, anytime that interrupts the local shows, uh, whether it's my show or somebody else's, uh, you know, because there, there will be games in the SEC tournament that's earlier in the day. So we, we still keep our show on. So we'll be with you all the way until 6 o'clock. But let me ask you, whether you're an Android, iPhone, Google Play, if you can go and download the Tide 100.9 app, it is a free download, and we keep you up to date. So uh, Kalen DeBoer will be live on our show coming up at 5 o'clock. This is not a recorded interview. This is truly a live interview, and um, we're going to be excited to welcome him into the show uh, here coming up at 5 p.m. And, and our first conversation with him where we can dive a little bit uh, deeper into the things that you want to know. Now, listen, I've got a list of questions. If no one calls in today, I, I doubt that's going to be the case because I hope that this is an electric show uh, because I'm excited, listen, to be able to visit with Coach DeBoer on the air to learn more about him. I feel like that we've done that, right? We, we've done that throughout the last 30 to 40 days. We feature players, coaches, other media members, and today we're going to do the same. Mike Detillier will come up in a couple of minutes. It's WWL, the big 870. WWL, the big 870. Mike is a professional NFL uh, analyst and also college football. I mean, in New Orleans, where he is the PM drive host with Bobby Bear. So we'll talk with Mike coming up at 2.15. Coming up, um, we're going to feature Tony Cicadas at 3.30. So we'll take phone calls between 2.30 and 3.30. And then we'll talk to Tony Sakalas. Tony will be a part of our show. Uh, Tony has covered the University of Alabama since 2016, so he's been on the beat uh, for a long time. I, I featured Tony uh, when when he was um, 
coming up. And matter of fact, I remember featuring him around an article that he did as a student uh, when he was at the University of Alabama. Before he made the, the segue into the professional side of things, is covering for a beat reporter. But 20, uh, 2016, uh, he covered the University of Alabama. From that point on, he's always been a beat reporter. I know he's the managing editor of the Rivals Network of websites. So we'll talk with him coming up at 3.30. Uh, but I, I remember an article that he wrote one time uh, that I featured him when he was a student at Alabama at the Crimson Flight. And uh, we love those guys over there. Those, those guys are up-and-coming superstars. And, you know, there'll be many people that will stay probably and cover Alabama or may go in other places. But uh, Crimson White, I remember featuring Tony when he was there, and he did an article. And it was a comprehensive article about the financial breakdowns and which sports made money and which sports didn't make money. I remember featuring him as a student, and uh, he continues – uh, even prior to 2016, but uh, officially, professionally, uh, for a you know a major website is uh, 2016 to current day. So Tony Sicalis will be with us at 3:30. Dave Mahler is the guy who introduced us uh, to Kalen DeBoer. We have got to know Kalen DeBoer and his coaching staff via Dave Mahler. We're going to talk about that today with him. We're going to talk about. You know, whether you, you you want to dive into these coaches, who's here, who's decided to depart, and we'll get him to kind of evaluate uh, because he knows the system and how it was implemented because we have to go back. And the question that I want to ask Dave is when he was – when they were making this transition from Kalen DeBoer into the UW system, I want to ask him to kind of walk us back to that point because this may be a little bit – I don't want to say norm, but it could be. So we'll ask Dave Mahler at 4 o'clock, and then 5 o'clock, uh, we're going to talk with Kalen DeBoer live right here on this program. Uh, he has agreed to come on and talk with the Alabama fans, and I have got a lot of questions, okay? I've already got uh, probably – and I won't be able to get to all these questions, I, I, but but I, what I, what I want to do is I want to ask you because I don't want to give you my questions. What I want to do is I want to ask you personally for the next three hours to call in – Tweet at me, send me a Facebook message, and if you don't mind, uh, we we put up a couple of different social network posts uh, that Kalen DeBoer is going to be out there. If you'll do us a favor, go retweet retweet those. Just just hit retweet and say, and you can find it just on my personal account at Ryan C Fowler at Ryan C Fowler. Go hit that retweet button, and I say thank you, thank you. I think you call it repost. We'll you know, forever be retweeted because that's just that's just what it is. If you're on Facebook, do do just hit that like and share because that really impacts the algorithm uh, and more people are able to see it. And, and you put it in front of your followers and uh, uh, that is a way that we can say thank you to you. And maybe that's a way that you can say uh, thank you to us. We, we definitely appreciate you patronizing our sponsors. When you go and buy a new Tundra or a Forerunner or Highlander, Camry Corolla, we have so many people that walk in and say, listen, I heard about Tuscaloosa Toyota simply because you heard about our ads, right? David DeSantis, a longtime member of our community. It is Tuscaloosa Toyota. It is TuscaloosaToyota.com. 3325 Skyland Boulevard and online at TuscaloosaToyota.com. But the reason I'm asking the question, because I want to know what you want to know from Kalen DeBoer, okay? I've always been one of those that when you look at this show, really that's the way that we have grown over the years because we, we saw that there was a need, Right. We, we know that other shows cover Alabama, but they don't spend the amount of time. I'm not talking about our station. Our station from mornings at 6 a.m. with Martin Houston to Wimp and Barry inside the locker room 7 until 9, the Gary Harris show from 9 until 11, T-Town Daily with Kerry and Wyatt, 
uh, right there from 11 until noon. Corey and Christian Miller from 12 until 2. And then we pick it up. So I'm not talking about our station, but outside of Tuscaloosa, there is stations that they just cannot because of the restrictions of cover the University of Alabama. We provide 12 hours of content. And I would say throughout the day, I think a fair number would probably be 80 to 85% of the content that we discuss is around the University of Alabama in some way, whether we're talking about golf or whether we're talking about baseball or softball. Uh, so the question that I've got for you is if you could jump in, and I'm not going to do this, but if you could jump in and ask one question about you know, what Kayla DeBoer's plans to do, it will give me an understanding, maybe my question, I can put those in a, you know, prioritize which question is, you know, because I've got a flow of what I think I'm going to be able to ask, but you never know. Sometimes you get an interview and, and you know, the question uh, that leads to an answer that he's already answered, you skip that and you go to the next question. So if you've got something that you would like to hear him talk about, uh, tweet at us at Ryan C. Fowler. You can also connect with me uh, on the Facebook account. Like I said, please hit that repost and say, hey, we do. We have Kayla DeBoer live coming up at five o'clock. So I'm very thankful uh, that he agreed to, to jump on. And uh, we'll talk with Mike Dettelier coming up in a couple of minutes. We'll talk with Tony Sakatis uh, coming up at 3.30, longtime beat reporter at the University of Alabama. And then at 4 o'clock, we'll talk to Dave Mahler from Seattle, KJR. And he was the first person that introduced us. We got to, t to know Kaylin Abor via Dave Mahler. So Dave's going to join us at 4 o'clock. And then the big interview. And at 4 o'clock, the baseball game, will be airing on the FM dial. So for you local folks that are in Tuscaloosa, you must download the Tide 100.9 app. Or if you if you say, well, I, I don't have any room, I'm, I'm full on data, I can't do it on my phone, you can go to the website, tide109.com, click listen live. And, and because this show, it's because of you, right, that we have you know grown in popularity, uh, that you demanded. I mean, a couple of years ago, we'd just go off the air when baseball would come on, but we began to get all these complaints. And so we decided that we were going to stay on because of the digital side of thing. And we know that this is the growing part of the medium that we're a part of. So we say thank you because uh, generally this probably wouldn't be possible, but we do it during these early parts of the game. So we're going to take your phone calls uh, coming up and, and I'll try to write those down and uh, make a little bit of a memory jog of, of what uh, you want to hear about. Like I said, I've got tons of questions. So if you say, I I, just whatever questions we can handle it that way, but I'd love to get you to chime in at 205-342-9904, 205-342-9904. We'll talk to Kayla DeBoer at 5 o'clock live here in Tuscaloosa, Dave Mahler at 4, Tony Sakalas at 3.30, Mike Dettelier joins us in three minutes. We're going to talk from an outside perspective of what he sees with this Alabama team. Is it, from, from his perspective, is it as chaotic? You know, from an outsider, because we have all these opposing fans, even today. I mean, I, I put up a, just a question. What question would you like to see me ask, Kaylin Abor? You wouldn't believe the people that chimed in that are opposing fans. Well, ask him how long he's going to be in Tuscaloosa. Ask him uh, Ask him uh, where his next stop is going to be when he you know, loses uh, the rhythm in Tuscaloosa. And I'm, these dog fans, and I know Mike Griffith went on a national network and said that they're not worried about Alabama. Uh, tell you what, uh, I'm not talking to the same people that he's talking to because these Georgia people are all in my mentions. Anytime there's an announcement, and you know, even last night we went off, off the air, there was still multiple, 
multiple news stories. And Wyatt Fulton uh, continues to do an impressive job of serving uh, our community here on Tide109.com. So we're thankful for all of you guys. We're going to have some fun. Remember, we'll take those calls coming up in a couple of minutes. Mike Dettelier talks Alabama Crimson Tide football next. T-Town Tide 100.9, the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Now, this hour's West Alabama real-time news update from the Tuscaloosa Thread Newsroom. Here's what's trending at TuscaloosaThread.com. Earlier today, a dive team from Tuscaloosa Fire Rescue was en route to Sumter County where a car was on fire and reportedly had gone over a bridge. A spokesperson for Tuscaloosa Fire and Rescue told the Thread they were sending mutual aid to assist Livingston Fire and Sumter County Emergency Management Agency. Northport City Council President Jeff Hogg appeared exclusively on the Steve and D.C. Morning Show to answer questions about the proposed universe. guarantee. Text support to 511-511. Morning kick. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Tax fees may apply. DreamlandBBQ.com. Dreamland Barbecue. Since 1958, Coach Brown arrived at the University of Alabama. So did Dreamland with Big Daddy's Barbecue Hickory Smoke Ribs. If you're talking about catering for that big tailgate or maybe it's just that family gathering or that small office party you can do it at either location you can also order online carry out curbside pickup delivery are now available it is dreamlandbbq.com we do our score prediction every tuesday and wednesday made possible by dreamland that wonderful hickory smoke barbecue ribs how about the big daddy barbecue sandwich those wings are underrated they're one of the best in town you'll find them there how about those barbecue baked potatoes absolutely either location lives the event will feature a non-competitive three mile walk and a survivor's pathway to register and to get more details log on to tuscaloosaheartwalk.org tide 100.9 tuscaloosa weather partly to mostly sunny this afternoon the high 64 clear tonight below 37 tomorrow's sunny with a high at 69 thursday very mild the chance of a shower by late afternoon rain more likely thursday night the high 71 i'm james Spann on the abc 3340 weather center on tide 100.9 it's 65 degrees in tuscaloosa it's the longest-running sports show in Tuscaloosa. You're listening to The Game with Ryan Fowler on Tide Tillier last week this time he was riding in a Mardi Gras float uh, down the middle of New Orleans today he's talking college football with us we're going to welcome in Mike Tillier coming up here in just a couple of seconds remember Kalen DeBoer five o'clock five o'clock we will feature uh, the football coach from the University of Alabama he will be live here on the program let's talk to Mike Mike I uh, hope you're having a great day welcome back to T-Town thank you Ryan I appreciate it Hey, Mike, um, as someone that knows college football, you've had a chance to visit with a lot of coaches. Uh, It it seems like right now from Alabama perspective, there's a lot of fans that are looking at this turnover, these coaches leaving, coming, staying, elevated. Uh, Let me ask you your analysis of everything that's happened in Tuscaloosa from your perspective. Just just give me your thoughts. It's always fluid in college football. The biggest change I see, Ryan, is that 
years ago, college coaches stayed in college. Today, I think because of other events and the ever-changing world of college athletics, um, college assistant coaches uh, take a much longer look at the NFL. It becomes harder uh, to keep a staff together. And uh, you hear that from every head coach you speak to about how difficult it is to keep a staff. I think the most important thing, and um, I, I remember this back, Coach Miles even talking about this, uh, continuity, how, how everybody gets along, uh, that you can have a certain philosophy and a certain way of doing things, and, and that follows the coach no matter where he goes. That head coach, either on offense or defense, has a certain philosophy. But uh, I know Les would always talk about being able to work together as a group, of, of how important that was. And he says sometimes the big-name guys that you think would be a great fit, it maybe doesn't quite work right. Um, I, get what, I, I get what Coach Miles has said, was saying. And a lot of it is connect the dots, who you know somewhere, or maybe you've coached with them, or you've coached with somebody that is familiar with that coach, <clears throat> you have a connect the dot. And so all that comes into play, uh, I think, for it being late and sort of in the process. I think Kalen's done a damn good job. It's difficult, Ryan, to keep a staff. <clears throat> and now with Transfer Portal NIL, it's becoming an issue that I hear more and more of from head coaches, assistant coaches, that the NFL comes to call and they don't tell them no. Assistant coaches, they leave it. And at a rapid pace. You know, Mike, we had an athletic director, Greg Byrne, on last Friday, and I asked him that question from a college football perspective because he's on several different oversight committees. I said, are you concerned that you have so many college coaches, not just at Alabama, but you're headed to the NFL. And he said, absolutely, I do. Yes, yeah. Nick yeah. Saban said it last night at a, at a Nick Saban Legacy yeah. Award. And we, I mean, it, it's a concern. And I'm now glad that we're talking publicly about that. Yeah, because I think we are, you know, the earthquake hit a couple of years back <clears throat> with Transfer Portal NIL. Now we're feeling the aftershocks from that put football or athletic, college athletic earthquake of things happening. And some of the aftershocks are every bit as violent as the original when it came in. We didn't know every little bit and piece of what would happen with NIL transfer portal. No one did. They may have had some inkling of some of the things, but nobody really knew. You had never walked down that path before. And so now you're seeing the aftershocks of what it's occurring. And not only from player movement, but a commuter world of assistant coaches. And not just to another college, to the NFL. Because years Mike. ago, Ryan, when I, when I first started this, they had a lot of 
NFL people, they snubbed their nose at a college assistant coach coming in. They were arrogant about it. I'm not hiring no college assistant coach. You know, he's never coached in the pros. Today, it's a different story. We live in a different world. You can like it or don't like it, but you are. And it's not going back. So you better adjust to what you see or what you've seen over the last couple of years. This is what is going to happen for quite some time. Mike, let me let me go back to Nick Saban being hired at LSU, okay? Because there's some fans out here that, you know, when I when Nick Saban came to Alabama, there were still people that questioned, oh, is he going to be able to win like he wanted LSU? Is he going to be able to do this? I want to go back. Michigan State, an outsider coming to Baton Rouge. How? What were the doubts then when Nick Saban was hired? Because you were in media business. What were the conversations locally? about him was there doubts when he arrived in baton rouge oh you better believe it now fortunately they didn't have social media so a lot of these hotshot reporters columnists today uh, they would have been hitting the delete button but all i'm telling you is the big question mark was not that nick was not a good coach he had never been a coach in the south how would he recruit in Louisiana and the Deep South. How would he adjust to SEC football in comparison to the Big Ten? And there were a lot of people that felt, and they were right on this part, that he would maybe win at LSU and then go to the NFL, which happened. But that was about the only thing right about everything. I think there was a lot of questions about it. Um, people said, well, you know, he didn't win big at Michigan State. Uh, he, You know, but look who you're going up against in your own state. You weren't the man, okay? Michigan was and still is today. Uh, they the top banana in the state of Michigan. And it was one of the first things Nick talked about when he got the job at LSU is that he had done a lot of research on per capita, how many players from the state of Louisiana had been, you know, had been NFL players and about how this team, you know, and this state had produced so many really good athletes and football players. He had done his homework. He was not the favorite to get this job at any stretch until the end when Jimmy Sexton and kind of threw his name in the hat. I think for most of us, we thought Mark Rick would be the guy. It, it looked to be that it, we were heading down the Mark Rick path that he would really? be the, okay. the next head coach. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, no question. That it, it looked as though it would be Mark. And at the last moment, um, uh, Jimmy got involved and said Nick would be interested. And all of a sudden, everybody at LSU was, whoa. Uh, if that's the case, uh, let's kind of put that manila fold off to the side and take a look at what Nick can bring to the table. And But that, that, that were question marks about how he could recruit, um, how well he would adjust to the SEC, that sort of thing, how well he would fit in the South. You know what? He drew the game plan up 
that Les Miles, Ed Ogeron, Brian Kelly, has they followed the same game plan about winning the state of Louisiana and going into the panhandle of Florida, Mississippi, Alabama, East Texas. Now, the big difference today with Brian, and I think because of reputation, he has gotten big men from outside the South. That was not the case. But uh, that blueprint that Nick drew up was used by every other coach since. Who's the show? Yeah. He never coached in the South, but he knew what he was talking about. And, and he was unbelievable. And he talked about building that big levee around the state of Louisiana, and he did it, and did it in very quick fashion and was able to, to win. He talked about also surrounding himself with top assistant coaches, that he felt talent was 1A, but 1B was assistant coaches. And you think about Jimbo, Will Muschamp, you know, it, it was a who's who of coaches that followed him uh, to LSU. He did a great job. And sometimes they didn't last long, but, you know, he replaced them with somebody who was really good. Derek Dooley was one of them uh, that, that came here. He became head coach at University of Tennessee. So, Ryan, there were question marks. Uh, we live in a different world today. And there were question marks by people major in the news media about it. But it was a quick turnaround. Everybody <laughs> saw, man, he's the guy. And boy, you, I mean, you could, you hear, you heard him, you saw the results and he became the man. And that blueprint, uh, like I said, is, is still being used today uh, by the LSU uh, coaching staff, uh, by everyone since Nick. So the northern guy and the guy from West Virginia, uh, he knew what he was doing. He's one of a kind, to be honest. He's a, a one of a kind coach. I will never live long enough to see another coach like Nick Saban in college football. Never. Well, and and Mike, you know, I say this, and we throw this word around. I, I think Nick Saban's a true genius. I mean, I really do. I mean, I was watching it last night and I've watched it for 17 years because when you go in a press conference, reporter is trying to calculate the question that he's going to get a response, right? He thinks he knows maybe what he's going to say. Many of those, you know, already pre-written stories. They're just ready to plug in the quotes. It, it's almost he handled those. He handles those better than any coach I've ever seen. And because of, you know, his voice in college football, he's not just asked about Alabama. He's asked about the, the direction of college football. He's asked about different stuff that, you know, most a lot of coaches don't get. I mean, nobody cares what Hugh Freeze thinks about, you know, the playoff route or, you know, he's not asked the same question. I've seen coach handle it for 17 years where it's like, how did he know that was coming? He didn't, but he had a response. And it was almost like he hit the button in his head and that was the, the response that he gave you. Pete Jenkins told me this. He was like, Mike, um, Think about the pressures he felt once this got rolling. Every year, 10 wins, 11 wins weren't good enough. It's, it's about winning a national championship. And he said, you know, 
okay, fans want to win, but Nick wanted to win a hell of a lot more than any other fan. But he said, there's a lot of pressure you put upon yourself when you're in that spot. How well he's handled it. And like he said, just look across college football the last 50 years. Has there anyone handled it better? And self-inflicted pressure to win at the highest level. You never heard him talk about reload, rebuild, none of this other stuff. Man, he was all about, hey, we're just going to attack it, and we're going to give you the best product we can give you. Um, And so it is what it is with him. He, He is truly unique. He's a brilliant, not only coach, but I think he's a brilliant strategist of getting the very most out of 18 to 23-year-olds. Very few people can do that at that level, that consistent, like Nick Saban did. Uh, and, And I'm not just talking about in my lifetime, in the history of sports. Nobody's been able to do it like that. He's the greatest college football coach ever. But when you look around, the only guy that had that type dominance was John Wooden in UCLA basketball, late 60s into the 70s. No one else had that type run. And Wooden talked about it after he retired, about the pressures he put upon himself. That he, he thought he could still coach at the end of his career, but, you know, it started to engulf him. That's why he walked away um, after winning a national championship. So, man, uh, what, what Nick's done, Brian, you and I, and anybody who's listening, you're never going to see it again. Never. So, Mike, let me let me flip around this question. Okay, because we've talked about Nick Saban, we've talked about Kalen DeBoer, and, and I promise you we're going to ask maybe a final question about playoffs because we, we seem to have a format here. What does it say about Kalen DeBoer that he's willing to follow Nick Saban, that he has confidence in his system enough that he's not intimidated by following Nick Saban? What does that tell me about Kalen DeBoer's characteristics? It's some big moccasins. Put your feet in. But... You know, he's won everywhere he's been. He brings a certain system. And I always think great coaches adjust. People say, well, watch Washington and you'll see what's they're going to run at Alabama. No. He's going to take the talent and use it the best that he's got at Alabama. He might use some formations and some particulars like he did at Washington, but this is Kalen DeBoer's ability to adjust to the talent level and the talent that he's got at Alabama. I I think he was a great hire. He's a real sharp young guy. He knows this game really well. Um, Nick was a defensive-oriented coach, Kalen's on the offensive side. But you know, and because you need content in the offseason, I, I get a lot of the sites writing about certain things. Well, this is what is, he's gonna, he did it at Washington. He's going to do it here at Alabama. Uh, there's a bit of a piece of that that's correct. 
but for the most part, it's not. He is going to play to the talent that's at Alabama. He's not going to force feed players a system because it worked at Washington. It worked at Washington, and he adjusted his system to what the Huskies had. He's going to adjust his system to what Alabama has. Great hire. Um, I think the biggest, say, look-see is on the defensive side of the football. Because that was Nick's wheelhouse. And he had a lot of say on what was going on. Uh, so it's a dynamic game that's being played in the SEC offensively in many cases. That's the biggest I don't know, okay, for Alabama, how the the defense will look. I think offensively they'll be explosive. They have big play weapons. They'll be able to run the football. They've recruited well. And he'll adjust his system to the talent level quickly. Defensively, I think, is the question mark uh, for me because I know what he's going to do on the offensive side of the football. He's going to use Alabama's talent to the utmost and get the utmost out of it. That's why I think that, you know, Milrow's going to have a great year this year. He is going to put him in these spots to get the very most out of it. It's going to look differently than you saw last year at Alabama with Jalen. Right now, we're talking with Mike Tatillier, WWL, the big 870. Mike, I'd love to ask you, uh, when you look at the direction of college football, it seems like we have now agreed upon a model uh, when you look at the playoffs. Um, I mean, it's hard to believe that we were in the same calendar year and there was no playoff structure. It, it really tells you that <laughs> there's so many different opinions of how do we get there. I always said this, we're going to Topeka, Kansas. We don't know how we're going to get there. Walk, ride a bicycle, take a train, take a flight, drive our car, you know, hitch a wagon. We know we were going to 12 teams, but we just found out the way we're going to try to go. Yeah, and Ryan, the same debate we had about Final Four, we'll have about Final 12. We will. We'll be yeah. the team in the 13, 14, 15 spot. How the hell we didn't get in? Uh <laughs> How can, uh, you know, this team get in before us? Why is Liberty in there? Okay? You know, I'm just telling you that you never, this is not going to be the end product. I really think we're going to go to 16 teams eventually. Uh, I think that is, you, they've stuck their toe in the water here, and then it'll be the entire foot, but eventually we're going to go to 16 teams with that, but uh, the format makes all the sense in the world. You will have people that will be upset with it because their school didn't get in. Maybe a little better record. uh, Maybe a little tougher conference. But I would much rather this format than the Final Four format. I'm going to be honest with you. I've I've always liked the expanded playoff system. I, I, I think it's it brings the spotlight more to college football. I think you looking at it today, record numbers of people watching not only pro football, but college football. Um, you know, I grew up, you know, pro football 
it was in the TV age, and but hey, college football for a while it was baseball, college football, and pro football was a distant third. But I, I think as the TV age hit, it changed and it flipped quickly into the 70s, very quickly. But man, I, I like the 12 team format, I think it'll eventually be 16 teams, and um. I like the expanded process of it. I think it gives much more of a bigger spotlight to college football, the pageantry of it. And, yes, does it have flaws? Yes. Everything has flaws. There is nothing perfect in this world. Nothing. But well, man, and, I, and, I, I, and Mike, there like even, the expanded format. Well, they're even talking, according to Ross Dellinger, that it may be – at some point in the near future, go beyond the 12 teams. And it's all about financial. And we'll discuss this, I'm yeah. sure, in the, in the coming weeks. But uh, Pac-12 is – I think, Ryan, eventually it'll be 16. It'll be 16 teams. And I think in the very near future, it'll be 16. Uh, but, again, it's it's you have to give the public what they wanted. And for years, I think they have white and expanded – Format. I know on our show, when we have asked about it, I would say 80% of the callers that have called in have said, I like the 12 format or the 16 format. Gotcha. I, I would say 8 out of 10 callers. Now, some people don't like the change in, in, in this world. Uh, only thing I can tell them is, God bless you, and you can have the opinion, but the world's not going to change for you. You better change for the world. And that's what we're living in in college athletics today. Hey, Mike, I appreciate you as always. I'll tell people all about uh, our, our great partnership here every Tuesday at 2.15. Mike Dettelier, WWL, the big 870 down in New Orleans. Him with Bobby Bear and company, the PM Drive host. Mike, thank you so much, man. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you, Ryan. I appreciate it. Look, I got an LSU beat for you I'm going to send you if you want it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'll, I'll give it out. I'll give it out. Uh, <laughs> hey, we do have a few Bengal Tiger calls. Yeah, we do have a few Bengal Tiger fans that call in from time to time. Mike, thank Watch you, man. Have a- almost set off a riot because I threw a few of them, and, man, people started rushing the float. It got bad for me. <laughs> I should have never done it in that section. That's all I'm going to tell you. Thank you, Mike. Have a great thank show this riot. afternoon, man. Appreciate you. Yeah. Mike Dettelier, WWL. All right, we're taking phone calls for the next hour. We'll talk with Tony Sukalos coming up at 3.30. Longtime beat reporter covering the University of Alabama. Dave Mahler at 4. And then we'll- From your employer dashboard, visit indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. The pharmacy at Midtown, T.J. Thomas. He's the Nick Saban of pharmacists. And if your pharmacist doesn't have an Alabama shirt on, you don't want him. 205-752-0627. Sterile compounding facility, the only sterile compounding facility here in T-Town and West Alabama. All the compounding needs. The retail side, if you're looking for a pharmacy, many of those have closed here in West Alabama, and you're looking to transfer your prescriptions, pharmacy just minutes away at Birmingham Racecourse Casino, where you can be a winner too. Birmingham Racecourse Casino off I-459, exit 31 Derby Parkway. Must be 21 or older. Want to know what's going on with the Crimson Tide? Download the Tide 100.9 app today. Score! 
you to be a part of the show. 205-342-9904. 205-342-9904. We're asking you today, and I've got a list, and I'm tr- I've trimmed it down quite a bit. And the, and the reason why, I've, I've probably got 12 questions. Well, there's no way it's not even possible to work in 12 questions, okay? But you never want to be underprepared, overprepared, than underprepared. So as I try to prioritize my questions, okay, because I think I know the direction that I want to go, but I'm asking you what you want to know. And that'll give me a little bit of a clue to kind of go a certain direction, right? I mean, I, I want to ask, a lot of questions about the offensive philosophy, uh, certainly. He's answered that in some uh, some public platforms, whether it's in a press conference, okay, and I, I think he could probably explain. Uh, but I want to I dive a little deeper. I want to know what you want to to me to ask, okay? And and that'll help me kind of keep a little tally system of, of this. And you can also chime in on the Twitter account as well, at Ryan C. Fowler, at Ryan C. Fowler. Greg at Athens. Call 800-8000 or visit meswins.com. I've got this. No representation is made that the quality of legal services to be performed is greater than the quality of legal services performed by other lawyers. DanielMoreArt.com. As we celebrate special occasions, birthdays, anniversary, that Alabama fan in your life, it's DanielMoreArt.com. Christmas time upcoming. You want to celebrate that Alabama fan by visiting the website all the great prints celebrating Heisman winners, great coaches. Nick Saban in Alabama has given us so many great moments to think about. And we talk about living rooms, Tua Tungavailoa, second and 26, Devontae Smith, Heisman Heights, Mark Ingram, Bryce Young, Nick Saban, Coach Stallings, Coach Bryant, DanielMoreArt.com. Remember the code word, the game gets a significant discount. You got to put it in the game, significant discount, DanielMoreArt.com. And we would. Do you have any special offers on them? Right now, you can get a $10 bonus reward when you buy a pair. Get in the zone, Restrictions apply. Offer available to AutoZone Rewards members. Pastor's Kitchen Mexican Food, right there in Northport. If you're looking for the great specials daily, the fajitas are outstanding. The pastor's dip, the appetizers, the fried ice cream, always a great option. It is Pastor's Kitchen Mexican Food. Also, find the food truck. And we are also now serving breakfast at Pastor's. That's and Rotors together, you'll save 15%. It's just part of what makes us America's number one breaks destination. You're listening to the best sports talk show, breaking down the Crimson Tide. The game with Ryan Fowler on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Jump in 205-342-9904. The local audience. Now remember, now we have a contractual obligation to run Alabama baseball that will be coming up at four o'clock. Now that'll be on the FM dial. We'll keep the stream. We'll keep all the listing devices. We'll keep uh, the Tide 100.9 app, and we're going to keep it right here. Uh, Kaylin DeBora will join us at five o'clock. Dave Mahler is going to join us at four, and Tony Sakala is coming up at three thirty. Right now, it's Greg in Athens. Greg, good afternoon. You're in the game. I hope you're having an awesome day. 
Hey, Ryan, uh, it is a, a good day, and uh, glad to see that we have a full coaching staff uh, at Alabama. You know, um, the sooner that you put these guys' names to paper, the, the sooner you can move on to other things. And um, um, it just, you know, the coaching carousel just creates a lot of angst when there doesn't need to be uh, the angst associated with it. But it is what it is. And unlike, you know, I like Mike Dutillier, uh, and I agree with a lot of what he says, but I am opposed. I know we're going to have this 12-team playoff, but if we do any more than that, it's just a joke. And if, if, you, were, if you grew up a fan of NASCAR in the 70s and 80s and even early 90s, you're not a fan of it today because it sucks. Um, because they tried to uh, appeal to everyone, and it, when you try to make everyone happy, you make no one happy. Okay. Well, you know, and here's the other thing. It would be also about the. It'd be about the money. It would be about the money. Well, yeah. Fair enough. I mean, we move beyond twelve fair. teams. Mm-hmm. You can at least somewhat argue, hey, twelve teams. Really, you can't. But if you go to sixteen. You might as well just come out and put a dollar stamp on the top of your forehead and say, guys, we're doing it for the money. We don't really give a darn about college football. Uh, we're in a financial mess, and we're trying to make up the gap. We don't need the season to last as long as the NFL. And um, and here's the other thing. You know, I was a firm believer in the four-team playoff that you never needed to see a two-team loser or, or a two-time loser uh, in those playoffs because anyone can lose a game. Uh, you can blow a game and still be a great team. But when you lose more than one game, you have issues that go beyond merely um, the accidental loss or, uh, hey, anybody can win uh, kind of thing. And with this 12-team expansion now, you're going to see a lot of guys talking up nine and three teams. And I don't know that there's ever been a 9-3 team that deserved to be in a playoff game. I agree. I agree. Right? I mean, if you, totally. if you go down the last, uh, however long we've had the playoffs, these 10 years, and you look at the way that they ranked the top 12 teams at the end, even though they were only putting in four, I don't think you ever saw a three-loss team in that top 12. And so... Um, I like the fact well, I, that they, I just feel like we were, we're, we're we are rewarding mediocre play. We are. Now, if you say, money. well, you know, this team's undefeated and they're in here and, you know, there's been situations, scenarios that did not go in certain teams favor. I mean, I guess you could argue Florida State this past year and you say, well, hold on. They deserved a chance to fight. But then, you know, you justify in your mind. So. But 12 is, is really too many. I thought eight would have been fine. I thought yeah. six would be okay. You know, it, it let, yeah. let the let the teams that think they deserve to be in the playoff prove it. Put it on yeah. the field. You want to earn your way well, in the playoffs? Then, then we'll, we'll set up this playoff to get into the playoffs. And I guess that in some ways all, is what we're doing. I mean, it's like this. You know, not all undefeated teams are equal. I mean, if, if you, Ryan, have a problem – you know, a dental issue and we're hanging out and you ask for my opinion, I can give you my opinion, but it doesn't count the same as you go into your dentist. 
the only thing that's equal in that equation is that we both have an opinion. His is based on uh, education and science, and mine is simply based on throwing something out there. All right, and so, here we go. Here yeah. we go, Greg, because uh, I know the way that you think, and i got about three minutes right here at the top of the hour, which is a hard break. i get a Fox Sports update coming up here in just a couple of minutes. But let me ask you the question. If you're in this interview seat and you're interviewing Kayla DeBoer, what's the one thing that you think that I need to ask? So I think what you should ask Kayla DeBoer is, uh, what advice would he give to fans who are feeling anxious, who are already down on the season, who think there's chaos going on uh, down there uh, next to Denny Chimes? What would we have? What advice would he give uh, those people um, who uh, need some reassurance? Okay, all right. And, and for those who call in, I'm gonna I'm gonna give away a little gift package for those who call in and recommend. I'll, I'll draw that out at 5:55. So I'm gonna give away Daniel Moore. A calendar and a mini print, and I'm going to give away a Dreamline gift card. So if you want to call in and share your opinion, uh, that's one of the things that we're going to do to just kind of increase the the amount of volume that we take as far as you know questions and uh, things like that. So uh, that question is on my list. I got it a little bit different way, but I think you and I are having the same kind of thought process, and um, that, that is a question that will be on my my uh, list because. You know, we are, you know, the voice of the fan. I mean, that Alan Fall gave me that name many years ago. And he said, Ryan, you are literally the voice of the fan. And I have embraced that. I love to talk with the fans of the Crimson Tide. There's nobody has more passion than you guys. I appreciate you so much, Greg. I hope you have a great rest of your day. I appreciate what you do, Ryan. Have a great day and roll time. Right back to you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, we will talk to Kalen DeBoer coming up at 5 o'clock. We're going to talk to Tony Sakalas coming up at 3.30. He's been covering the University of Alabama since 2016. And we're going to continue taking your phone calls, 205-342-9904, 205-342-9904. One Nick Saban audio clip that grabbed my attention. Did it grab yours? We'll see. Next, T-Town, Todd, 100.9, 12.30. WTBC, your home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. WTBC Tuscaloosa and W265CG Tuscaloosa, a town square media station. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. From the Fox Sports Studios in Los Angeles. Here's Monsi Bolaños. U.S. women's national team forward Mia Fischel suffered an ACL injury and has been replaced by Alex Morgan on the CONCACAF Gold Cup roster. According to BBC Sport, French soccer star Kylian Mbappe is set to sign a five-year deal with Real Madrid, making $12.8 million per season plus $128 million signing bonus. Mbappe has not signed a contract with Real Madrid yet, but the deal could be announced once it's no longer possible for Real and PSG to meet in the season's Champions League. In the NFL, longtime Patriots special teamer and 10-time Pro Bowler Matthew Slater announced his retirement on social media. College football playoff presidents unanimously approved change. 
Find a store or switch suavemente at totalbyverizon.com. Monthly rate when you activate without a pay, plus taxes and fees. Discount begins the month after you enroll. Additional terms apply. See website for data management practices. Northport Power Equipment, if you're looking for chainsaw needs, if you're cleaning up those leaves or yard debris, you'll find the backpack blowers, the battery-operated tools, the Echo Outdoor Power Equipment, Crest Outdoor Power Equipment, the battery-operated tools by Husqvarna, and you'll also find great inventory on the zero-turn commercial and the residential mowers by both Skag and Husqvarna. Service department, do that into the deal or text DEAL to 511-511. Text DEAL to 511-511. All pets are unique. Your pets' results can and will vary. Message and data rates may apply. Studies available upon request. A huge part of the game is SEC Parlay Pick Day on Friday. It's made possible by Brian Harden Construction, a diverse business. Crane and equipment rentals up to 320-ton cranes available. The CNC machines, reverse engineering, laser cutting, specialists in modern construction. It's bhardenconst.com. Experience you can count on. Let's build something together. The website, very informative. It is bhardenconst.com. Brian Harden Construction. Well, to get the job done right, that's simple human sense. So contact Pritchett Moore Insurance today and let our professionals find the right insurance solution for you. Visit pm-insurance.com or stop by the Tuscaloosa office today. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Partly to mostly sunny this afternoon, the high 64. Clear tonight below 37. Tomorrow's sunny with a high at 69. Thursday, very mild. The chance of a shower by late afternoon. Rain more likely Thursday night, the high 71. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 64 degrees in Tuscaloosa. We have moved our three o'clock song about three, uh, about three, four weeks ago. Uh, Coach Saban, which is Wagon Wheel, uh, even though it's a little bit different band, we love the Darius Rucker flavor because it's the SEC, and I'm a huge fan uh, of of Darius Rucker. So uh, we're going to be talking with Kaylin DeBoer coming up at five o'clock. Now, I do remind you that coming up at four. Actually, 355, we're going to hand over to Alabama Baseball on the FM dial, and that will go that way, and we'll stay right here on the app and the website, and it's because of you. I think um, when you look at Town Square, we have over 300 stations across the country, okay? We have 300 stations across the country in, in many different formats, whether it's news or political uh, talk or whether it's sports talk. There's a, obviously a bunch of music stations. I mean, we have seven, eight stations in our building. And, and we're talk station, you know, one out of, out of that number. Uh, when you look at our app downloads, and we have uh, stations in big markets, uh, that Tide 100.9 is one of the largest in our entire company that is throughout the entire, you know, United States. We have you know, major clusters in big cities, and Tide 100.9 is leading. Uh, it fluctuates, right? But the last time I checked, I think we're a third in the entire company. So because of you downloading the Tide 100.9 app, you know, we're able to continue this great conversation. So remember now, if you're listening on the FM dial, uh, Alabama baseball will be there. 
and Rob Vaughn continues and hopefully uh, continue the winning ways. But uh, we'll dive into uh, Kalen DeBoer. We'll be live on the show. And I do know that the fourth quarter program, uh, you know, is going to be going on this afternoon. But uh, Coach DeBoer will join me at 5 o'clock, 5 o'clock here in Tuscaloosa. Let's go here to Tommy and Romulus. Tommy, good afternoon. You're in the game. And how are you? I'm great. I'm great. I hope you are as well. I am. Can't complain. What I want to see in the next few weeks, after yesterday and all the meltdowns and all the little rumors that the Alabama nation take a moment and calm down. Because I'm tired of hearing that the dam is broken and we're all going to drown. Give the man a chance to do his job. This way a problem begins. When you don't give a man a chance and you start needling, well, he can't keep a coach, he can't keep a player. You know what? He might lose interest and players might lose interest in coming to Alabama, him staying at Alabama. So, you know, you know, I heard it yesterday. We don't go 12-0 playing the playoffs. As a failure. Well, you know what? I got some bad news. If you want to learn the history fashion, Coach Bryant didn't go 10 and 0 his first year. Gene Stallings didn't go 10. Oh, people want to, I hate to say this, a lot of people in Tuscaloosa State want to run Stallings back to Texas after going to start in 0 and 3 and 9. He saved the season when we went 7 and 5. He had a great recruiting class. And two years later, we won the national championship. Everybody chill out and quit reading. All so, these so t- Tommy, Tommy, I, I've just got a question. I mean, because I'm not really picking up on the anxiety, maybe as much as you are. Are you referring to something that's said on our station or another station or? Oh, yeah. People just like, well, you know, oh, he can't keep a coach. Everybody jumping up and down like, oh, in Baton Rouge or in Tallahassee and Gainesville and not so. Oh, he can't keep players. He can't keep coaches. I mean, you know, people want to know why. Well, we thought we had a coaches settle at 10.30 and 4.30 yesterday afternoon. We had another one hit the portal, I guess you say. I well, mean, but, but I mean, covering covering the news and being in a panic is, is a couple of different ways. I mean, I don't, I don't think we were in a panic yesterday. Uh, I mean, well, it, it's I odd. Know. I heard People reading stuff 12 years ago that I saw ball coaches leaving the LSU. Well, that and happened all way this. before uh, William Inge decided to go to Tennessee. I mean, that was Pat's call. I think he was the second caller out of the gate. Um, and I do know, I mean, Tommy, I, I think that's a benefit to you. You're not on uh, social networks. You, you've voiced your opinion many, many, many different ways. But when you when you think about it, I mean, it's, it's a conversation. I mean, I guess we could – um, I don't have a conversation, but it seems like we are worse, worse enemy. Like we knew this day was coming that Nick Saban was going to step down. Well, you know what? It wasn't as bad situation. What Ray Perkins inherited from Coach Wright. You had Coach Wright, and thirty days later, he passed away. Is not is this bad? The COVID is not bare. We still got ninety percent of our players. And you know what? I want the people who want to be here. I want the coaches who want to be here. I want, so if this guy don't have the thing being SEC, well, 
he felt like he this is his opportunity to show the world. Yes, I can be assistant coach at Alabama and SEC. I'm going to prove you wrong. This is the attitude I'm going to take. But well, some of these people, like I hear, like, whoa is whoa. I mean, like, what are we going to do? I mean, we Alabama, we're going to win. Okay, we don't win a national championship next year. It's like the sauce. It'd be a shame. But you know what? We'll get over it. And something better might come down the road. It might. We might have to take some bad medicine for a year or two. It's not the end of the world, and we know it. Okay. I'm just, you know, I mean. So, I just, and, and, and maybe, I mean, this is just a thought. So, so you're upset because they're upset. Fair? Well, no, I'm just it's, it's kind of getting old. Like, well, you know, I, I made a joke, and y'all laughed, and we all had a good laugh. It was fun, okay. What would you grade the team? I'm like, are the coaches now? You don't grade them to have to take the final exam. The final exam is in the season. I mean, right now, how things look is incomplete. It's like, well, I registered at Yale for 25 minutes, but I dropped my courses an hour and a half because I want to go out and party instead of study. But I sure went to Yale for five or 30 minutes. I mean, what we freaking do? I don't help your resume. Or help you get a job. I mean, it just seems like, you know, I don't know. I just see this anxiety in people's voices like, people, it's going to be fine. Alabama had been through this before. We went through it with Coach Bryant. We went through it when Coach Stallings left. Everybody said, oh, who's going to, you know, it's going to be fine, people. Kids will still want to come to Alabama. They still want to get the opportunity to go to the NFL. The foundation is late, people. That's the point I'm trying to make. The foundation is late. Is it going to be another foundation added by another coach? And his name is Kate DeBoer. Okay. It's just real simple. I might have just screwed all your 12 questions up. No, no, no. I mean, I'm writing. I'm writing your stuff down. I mean, I'm not saying that I'll be able to ask all of this, but I'll. Well, no, don't. Ask. I mean, no. I'm just talking like the. I mean, I mean, we are. Just... I got you. I got you. I mean, it, it, Tommy, I, I may have to do that therapy with you, like Corey. We'll play some waterfall music, and you can lay on the couch, and Ryan, the therapist, lay on can. Couch. Well, fine. you sound upset. I mean, you, you no, sound I'm like... like. I'm just kind of disappointed in the fan base. Like, let the man. Get his staff is that let the man coach, let the man do the job. He's hard to do. It, is, has has anybody prevented him from doing that though? No, but you act like well, he can't keep a coach. They get all pissy at me, like oh, I didn't say that. I'm hearing on the other shows and talk, and people just talking about. Well, I, I, I know. I mean, a lot of different opinions. Well, I mean, I mean you get, people you got, that don't you... call the show would never dare to voice their opinion. On a radio show, <laughs> I don't want to be crucified. You have well, heard. I mean, and, and, and Tommy, you and I can have a you know back and forth, and we can agree or disagree, and, and a lot of different things. All right, so I got your question, Tommy. I appreciate you. Hey, you, yeah. are you going to be there tomorrow to support uh, uh, the first lady of Alabama football? Oh yeah, Nicole. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I got some bad news for you. You want to know? Real terrible. Yeah, news. sure. You're going to get a break from me from tomorrow. I have to go to the dentist at one. I'm not coming back home. So, therefore, as I get to the dentist, I'm going to get a bite to eat, and I'm heading to softball. I'll see the first lady throw out the pitch and walk up. There you go. That's how it is. So, y'all have a good day.
Y'all get a break from me in the morning. All right. I'll be back Thursday. Thank you. Thank you, Tom. Thank you. Hope you have a good day. Uh, You do the same, buddy. I've known Tommy for a long, long time. So Tommy's Tommy's a little irritated. So uh, I get it. I get it. And and listen, there has been a lot of negative uh, people out here. Debbie Downers, okay? I mean, I I hear it. I see it. I uh, read about it. Uh, A lot of folks. But but they're entitled to that opinion. Uh, You know, if we sat here and every one of us had the same opinion, it'd be a boring, boring world. Kaylin DeBoer coming up 5 o'clock. Remember to download the Tide 100.9 app. You can also go to Tide109.com. Kaylin DeBoer coming up. I will tell you, I just scheduled a dynamic guest for later this week. Who is it? I'll tell you in three minutes. I think you're going to be excited. We'll continue with more of the game. Tide 100.9, WTBC, your home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Now, this hour's West Alabama real-time news update from the Tuscaloosa Thread Newsroom. Here's what's trending at TuscaloosaThread.com. Earlier today, a dive team from Tuscaloosa Fire Rescue was en route to Sumter County where a car was on fire and reportedly had gone over a bridge. A spokesperson for Tuscaloosa Fire and Rescue told the Thread they were sending mutual aid to assist Livingston Fire and Sumter County Emergency Management Agency. Northport City Council President Jeff Hogg appeared exclusively on the Steve and D.C. Morning Show to answer questions about the proposed University Beach Lagoon Water Park. Get 24-7 local news coverage and sports updates when you download the free Tuscaloosa Thread app and sign up for twice-daily email newsletters. TuscaloosaToyota.com, a huge part of our show. We are powered by those guys every single day. The service department, always great. The new inventory side, all those new Toyotas comes with that lifetime powertrain warranty. And right now, we have the most inventory that we've had in over two and a half years. Camrys, Corollas, RAV4s, Highlanders, 4Runners, Tundras, Tacomas, also the pre-owned inventory. Most of the pre-owned inventory comes with that same lifetime powertrain warranty. See all of the inventory, TuscaloosaToyota.com and Tuscaloosa Toyota on Skyland Boulevard. Uh, how about grilling so often? If you want to dominate the grill today or any day, go visit our friends at Mark's Mark in downtown Northport. I walk in there all the time. There's new things added, whether you're trying to amp up the spice cabinet or whether you're going in for a great ribeye, a salmon swirl, a chicken swirl, which is that's what they're home of since 1978. The seafood entrees, the great cheesecake, the great pies that are made here locally in Alabama, the Blue Spring Living Water. You'll find it at Mark's Mark in downtown Northport under that roll tide bridge go see the friendly folks at Mark's Mark downtown Northport under that roll tide bridge Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Partly to mostly sunny this afternoon, the high 64. Clear tonight below 37. Tomorrow's sunny with a high at 69. Thursday, very mild. The chance of a shower by late afternoon. Rain more likely Thursday night, the high 71. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 64 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Alabama fans are all over the world, and we are too. Download the Tide 100.9 app right now in the App Store and Google Play. And take the Crimson Tide everywhere you go. No colors anymore, I want them to turn black. All right, the phone line's completely jammed up. We're going to get to those coming up here in just a couple of minutes. We're going to continue. Kaylin DeBoer coming up at 5 o'clock, 5 o'clock live and on the air. We definitely appreciate Coach and uh, 
uh, for coming on and, and sharing his thoughts around the University of Alabama. You know, I almost wonder if he's taken a time just to reflect on being the head coach of the University of Alabama. And I'm not going to ask that question the way that I just proposed it there. But when you're at this top of this, I mean, this is the epicenter of college football. When you're the coach of the University of Alabama, I mean, when you're getting into this profession and you write down the goals and you're thinking about, well, I want to do this, I want to do this, I want to do this, you know, being the coach of the Dallas Cowboys and being the coach of the Alabama Crimson Tide, I uh, can't really think of anything uh, that surpasses that. So we're going to dive into a couple of different things and uh, we'll we'll talk. Uh, I will tell you that Cornelius Bennett, three-time All-American at the University of Alabama, will join us on Thursday at 2.15. Cornelius Bennett, that's right, Cornelius Bennett. Uh, 2.15, three-time All-American. There's two of those in University of Alabama history. Uh, Cornelius Bennett's one of those. The other is Woodrow Lowe, three-time All-American at the University of Alabama. Cornelius Bennett will be a part of our show, 2.15 on Thursday evening. That's right. So uh, always excited. I've been texting uh, Cornelius the last couple of uh, days and uh, exchanged some really good messages. So I think uh, he's going to have some great things to say uh, about the University of Alabama, but uh, just, hey, just talking to Alabama football, that, that's what we do. We have 147 first-team All-Americans. Those are great storytellers, but sometimes you get storytellers that were non-All-Americans that can really uh, begin to add things to our conversation. Fourth quarter ongoing at the campus of the University of Alabama. They're trying to get ready for practice. We're now 12 days away, brought to you by Alabama Credit Union, alabamacu.com. Actually, uh, it's kind of funny. I had to go to the bank this morning. We're down in uh, Gulf Shores, a little bit of a vacation. And the way that I do vacations is uh, I bring my iPad and I bring my headset and my uh, MacBook Air and I do a radio show and I talk with you guys. I mean, this is a highlight of my day, whether I'm on vacation or not. And I do have a, a request later in March. I do have to take a few days off. Uh, it'll be my wife and I's 21st, uh, 25th anniversary. So we will we'll take a couple of days then, but uh, vacation Hey, I get to hang out with you guys. It has been a very, very busy week. So we'll talk uh, Alabama Crimson Tide football. Let's go to Kansas. Roy. Roy, good afternoon. You're in the game. Good, good afternoon. Uh, I really appreciate, again, uh, turned on the radio and heard who you're going to have. That is always very stimulating. The one question I'd like you to ask him is based on Saban revealed to us what was the driving factor in his life. And, you know, he talked about when his father, you know, took him to the mines and said, you know, I think he, he failed, he got an F in something in a class. He says, you want to work here or what, you know? And, and he had that drive from his father of excellence, doing the job right all the time. And I, I went to Catholic school, so... I understand having people drive you. So that would be my question to him. What is it that gives him that drive for excellence? Okay. I like that. I really, I really like that question. And, and that's a little bit of a question that I've got formulated. Um, but I like the way that you put a little twist on it. I want to go back to his college coach because I understand that the impact, you know, that Don James made on coach Saban, he got him into coaching. I have been told that there's a similar story of Kayla and the board getting to coaching uh, with Bob Young uh, there in Sioux Falls. So we're going to talk about that as well. So I, I like the way that you, you phrase that question, Roy. I, I think I may steal your material and um, I may take that approach. I think that's a really, really good angle. 
Well, I, uh, you know, it's sort of, uh, I guess it's Tommy. I, I understand where Tommy's coming from because I've lived, you know, I've been having my ear to this station for, you know, however many weeks it's been now since uh, Stephen uh, retired. And so that uh, there's a, a few people that, that flick that in here and now about the negativity. But, but I think an overall believe- part of this show, and I, can, I mean, I, I'm not able to listen to, to all of our content throughout the day, uh, the other eight hours of content, then plus my four is 12. I, I've not been able to listen to every single minute, but I think for the majority of part from two to six, I don't feel that we've been negative. Um, do you? Well, that's, uh, you know, that's why every, and I was specifically talking about your show. Uh, you only get flex of it. And, and that's the deal with true Bama fan. Yeah, we want to win. That's, you know, we have an excellence. But we also are realistic. You know, it's most of us. We want the best. We want to do what we can to make it the best. So uh, that would be the only other thing I'd say to him is that you know from this radio station that the true Bama fans from Kansas and Canada and all over are backing him and supporting him, and, and we can't wait to see what he's going to be able to produce in this time. There you go. And I try not to be, listen, I'm a realist, but I'm also a guy that I don't hide my allegiance to the University of Alabama. I mean, I went to school here. This was the team that I grew up, and just because I do a radio show doesn't mean I get to trade all that in, you know, and say, well, I'm, yeah. I'm going to call it this. I still, I mean, it, for those that listen to the show for a long length of time, I've had a lot of, you know, criticism to different angles and, and different things. Um, and, and that's okay. I mean, I, I try to offer a fair opinion and, and maybe I, I come up a little bit short sometimes because this is my, I, my alma mater too. But, uh, Roy, um, I appreciate it, man. Anything else? No, I think you're, you're fair. And that's the one thing I, I listen for too. I'm a little bit weird. You know, I'm analyzing everything, but that's why I could do my nursing job well. So um, you're, you're fair, you're a graduate, you know, you've said that a few times, but if, most of the time I don't know that you graduated from Alabama. You're not counseling on that all the time, but you give good quality. You, you allow people to call up from <laughs> uh, some guy from Georgia whatever, and, and give their opinion so you're fair. So I appreciate your show, and, you know, you're not a one-note Johnny, and, you know, roll tide, do or die. Um, if we didn't do something right, I think you would fairly report on that, and that's what we would expect. Yeah, and, and that's what I try to deliver. I try to deliver that to you. Roy, thank you again for the kind words. Thanks. I hope you have a great day. You too. Thank you. We'll continue with more. Kaylin Aboard coming up in about 90 minutes. Tony Sakalas coming up. Longtime beat reporter of the University of Alabama. Uh, he's been covering uh, the University of Alabama since 2016 professionally, but even some years prior to that uh, as a student here uh, at Alabama. Tony Sakalas coming up next. T Town Tide at 100.9, 1230. WTBC, your home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. 
Alabama Credit Union. Feel good about your money. AlabamaCU.com. The mobile app makes banking so much more convenient. All the mobile deposits, many times, you don't even have to go into the bank to manage your money, whether we're talking about checking, savings, mortgage, home equity loan, financing a vehicle. And remember, Roll Tide, show your pride with the official credit card of the University of Alabama Alumni Association, alabamacu.com alabama credit union with great branches all over west alabama and throughout the state of alabama alabama credit union rumsey environmental serving the sound of my voice with waste removal services portable toilet services construction debris removal containers customized to fit your job site maybe it's remodeling maybe it's the storage containers we did this about a year ago moved all of our furniture into a storage container brought out the construction debris removal containers they customize to fit your job site when you talk about when you have to know it's being done right, that's the time to call Rumsey Environmental, 205-248-0002, 205-248-0002. Rumsey Environmental, a one-stop shop serving West Alabama for all of your waste removal needs. The best breakdown of Alabama football in the state. The game with Ryan Fowler. On your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. got me a little fired up appreciate you back there noah appreciate the uh, extra time that you uh, given us i know wyatt's back there as well and brody's back there thank you guys so much i'm live in gulf shores on a little bit of a vacation but uh, hanging out with the best fans of the country one more time we'll thought we'll feature kaylin DeBoer coming up at 5 p.m uh, he'll join us live here on the game and so many different things to talk about right now we're going to welcome in a beat reporter from the University of Alabama, Tony Sakalas. It is Rivals Network of Websites. It is alabama.rivals.com. Tony, I hope you're having a great day, man. Welcome to the game in Tuscaloosa. Hey, Ryan. How's it going? Hey, good, good. Uh, Tony, I, I was trying to, trying to tell this story earlier, and, and I need to ask you as a beat reporter, how do you stay up to date the way that the last 45 days have went? Because I'm not a beat reporter. I'm not on the beat 24-7. You are. How do you, like, manage all this uh, from a professional standpoint? Coffee. Oh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Have um, you drank more no, coffee hey, in the last 45 days than you've ever? Definitely, uh, yeah. No, I've definitely drinking more coffee. You invest in a invest in coffee. Um, I have a Keurig. I know that's not everyone's jam, but uh, – but no, I, I think it's just really just staying on top of things and really just, uh, uh, you got, there's a lot of looking at your phone. There's a lot of just kind of making sure that you're always somewhat nearby a computer. Cause at any time stuff can break, it seems like, uh, it, you know, it's, it's going to hit you at, uh, at, at the weirdest times, you know, the last couple of transfer things that have broken, you know, I've, you know, I've been out with friends or are doing something and, you know, I have to keep the computer close by, but, um, it's certainly been, like you said, a, a really busy 45 days, 
is just like uh, it's been nonstop news, whether it's coaching, whether it's transfers, whether it's, you know, just, you know, and then we're, we're covering basketball in between. It's just, it's been, it's been nonstop, Brian. Yeah. I can only imagine, uh, where's the weirdest place you've ever written an article? Like, I mean, like you're, you're driving down the road, uh, you have to pull off on the side of the road you grab your laptop because, you know, as we know, time sensitive, uh, you know, it's very sensitive in, in the business that you're in. Where's the, where's the strangest place you've ever had to pull over on the side of the road or, or, you know, maybe at a wedding or whatever. Well, what's the, what's the weirdest place you've ever written a story? Um, not gonna lie. I, I last night I, I kind of drafted one up at uh, Druid uh, City Brewery. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it wasn't it wasn't much, and fortunately, you know, I, I wasn't. Uh, I, I only had a beer or so, but uh, yeah, that that that's probably one of the weirder places. Um, you know, coming from the high school ranks, Ryan. Uh, you know, you'd write your story, and then you'd be out in the stick sometimes. So, written plenty of story from a McDonald's. Uh, you know, it kind of seems weird. Uh, gotten some weird looks for coming into McDonald's ordering, you know, you know, maybe just fries and a, and a soda and sitting in the corner, uh, with a laptop, you know, I probably look a little bit sketchy, but you know, I, I remember doing that during my uh, coverage of high school days where you, you're just kind of got a file from anywhere, you know, um, it's a little bit different when I'm on the beat, you know, because I, I'm not writing games from a, you know, a country press box. I think, you know, I'm yeah, you, know, you can write inside the Brian Denny press box, but um, yeah, it's a. Uh, I've written in, in, in countless crazy things. Uh, I think if, if you wanted to go with the, the craziest spot I ever wrote from was I was out in some real country road in Mississippi, and like somebody gave me the Wi-Fi for like a gas station or something because they knew somebody that worked at the gas station, so I sat outside the gas station and, and got my story in because I was so far away from, you know. Uh, you know, just anything that had a Wi-Fi. So, um, uh, that there's been some crazy, some crazy spots. We're talking right now with Tony Sakalas. He is the managing editor of the Beat Reporter, covered the University of Alabama. It's Tide Illustrated, rivals network of websites. He's been on the Beat since 2016. Uh, Tony, let's let's go back to yesterday because the news really has been flowing at a rapid pace. But yesterday was from eight o'clock in the morning till, as you said, I mean, I was I was up writing a couple of Facebook posts after midnight uh, last night. Um, let's just kind of run through some of those headlines. I know you guys have got them covered uh, there at Tide Illustrated. J- just maybe the lead, if you think, if you're trying to summarize the number one topic yesterday, what was it in your opinion? I mean, I, I don't know because you've got three different coaching stories, uh, then you've got two different transfers. Uh, you have a coach that didn't even, you, you know, you got a coach uh, that didn't even come to Alabama that they lost. You know, like, um, that, that's the funny thing is, you know, you've got Inge who, uh, who was supposed to come to Alabama, didn't come to Alabama, now get, and is now going to Tennessee, William Inge, and then you found his replacement minutes after um, in Christian Robinson, and then, you know, you also have a uh, you know, a new tight end coach in, in Brian Ellis. Uh, then you got a transfer in Keon Sab, and then like you thought you were done for the night, but no, you get another transfer and uh, Josh Cuevas is a, a tight end. It's just like my gosh, it just doesn't it doesn't ever stop uh, <laughs> in, in terms of uh, in terms of the news. I, I think the biggest uh, of, of that 
Uh, I really like the addition of uh, Keon Sab, the, the Michigan transfer. Um, Alabama needed a lot of help in the secondary. They need more help at cornerback than they do at safety. But getting a guy like like Sab, he is the guy that could play, you know, either in the slot at that kind of star, or I guess we might be calling it Husky now, or he can play at one of those back two safety positions. And I just think all the help Alabama can get in the secondary, uh, they'll take. And so that, that was, if you guys me like what's the biggest news to come out, I think that's going to be a, a, a really big addition for them. That's going to be a topic of conversation. I can't wait to get to spring practice because, you know, we talk about the needs and, you know, you've talked about at the defensive back multiple times here. Um, what are the other areas that, you know, because we're now within the two-week window of spring practice starting, which is, you know, we're still, you know, moving a lot of these different moving parts. But in your opinion, other than defensive back, what is that focus that you'll be focused in on there? Really the two positions are cornerback. Uh, and then uh, offensive tackle. And I think you could almost, you know, argue for, for multiple at both spots almost, you know, but I, I do think that you need to get, those are the two positions where I am that they not only need to bring in somebody, they need to bring in somebody that's probably ready to contribute. Um, you know, outside of Damani Jackson, who is coming in from Southern California, so we don't really even know as much about him. We just know he's a five-star guy who had an up-and-down season at, at Southern California. Outside of him, there's not another uh, Alabama cornerback with any snaps to his name at the college level. And that, that's, that's a scary thought when you think about it. So uh, you want to bring in somebody that's going to be established. Now, anyone you bring in now is not going to be able to go through spring practice with you. So, you know, it's, it, you know you, you're going to still have to break them in during fall camp. But I think it's important that, you know, when the, the window opens up on April 15th, Alabama, that's probably the number one spot Alabama is going to be looking at is that cornerback position uh, just because they, they lost so much in the secondary and they, they need to have somebody back there that, you know, can not only provide them with depth, but provide them with, you know, experience uh, and, and help lead that secondary group, even if they're coming in during the fall. Uh, and then on an offensive tackle, you kind of have a similar story. I mean, you, you've got Elijah Pritchett who had an up and down year. Uh, he's had an up and down off season as well. And, you know, he's probably the one guy that you would say at the moment is going to be a starter or is in the first team at the offensive tackle position. And it's a whole bunch of either redshirt freshmen or, or freshmen uh, behind him at, at, the, at the tackle spot. So not a lot of people that have played very much college football either. I think you'd want to bring in, even if it's just like a Tyler Steen-level player, somebody that's experienced, somebody that's, you know, you don't have to break into college football or at least SEC football uh, or, 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 you know, a corresponding level. I think you need both of those spots. So, you know, a starting tackle and a starting cornerback really is, is what I think I would circle. And, you know, Kalen DeBoer earlier today said that he had a couple uh, scholarship spots open, you know, moving forward. And I think I just think that that's probably what I would look for if I was Alabama. Let me ask you about quarterback, uh, because you have uh, one of the very few people that have got a big story around Austin Mack. We discussed that uh, when you wrote the story, literally, you know, I think the same day or maybe the day after that we featured you and we talked about Austin Mack. Um, when you think about Jalen Milrow, he's implanted as that, you know, he, he's, you know, in cement there. Uh, but when you talk about a clean slate, you understand that, you know, really Mack, uh, Austin Mack's got, 
you know, a deeper relationship and probably a deeper understanding of this offense at this point. Now, we don't know where he'll be uh, coming up, you know, in the spring and, and, and will he be able to challenge uh, for at least a role on this football team. I think that backup spot is going to be uh, really something to watch. Uh, Ryan Grubb departs back to the NFL. Just give me your thoughts overall because you, you kind of published that article a few weeks ago, and I was just going to kind of ask you if you think anything's changed. And give me your thoughts on Austin Mack as we now have a new offensive coordinator here in Tuscaloosa. Yeah, the more and more I hear about Austin Mack, the more and more I think he's really got a shot. Um, you look at him, he's not just familiar with the system. You, you talk to people that that know Austin Mack, and he's just a really bright kid. And, you know, he, you can look at his tape and see all the tools that he has. He's 6'6", he's got a really great arm, he's got great pocket presence, but he's just smart. And, you know, a lot of this, you know, Kellen DeBoer offense, it requires – um, a lot from the quarterback. And I'm not sure that that's something that Alabama did as much last year. So having a guy like Austin Mack that's able to do those things uh, and, like you said, knows the offense is going to be key. He, you know, I'm not there during the meetings, but I would, from what I've heard from Austin Mack, he's probably one of the just, you know, with for football IQ, one of the smartest kids they've got in that quarterback room. I, you know, just, just from everybody that I've heard of, all, has all said the same thing. I'd be surprised if he, you know, doesn't know ball uh, just as good or better than than anybody else in that quarterback room. And that I think that's going to go a long way for him. And you, you look at a kid; he's still going to be 17 this fall, um, or 18 this fall. Um, he's 17 now. You you don't get to this point by not being smart, by not being able to, you know, kind of jump through hurdles. Uh, and, and I think that uh, Austin Mack's done that, and it's you know I think it's going to pay off. He's taken a really accelerated path, uh, getting through high school a year early to go to Washington, learning behind Michael Penix and Kalen DeBoer slash Ryan Grubb's system. So uh, he's really pushed himself, and I think you know this offseason might be one of the first times where that really starts to he starts to see the results of that. And you know I think Jalen Milrow is going to be given every opportunity to win this job. And I think it's certainly possible he does. In fact, it's probably, you know, if you ask me right now, I'd still pick Jalen Murrow to win the job. But I think Alabama has this really nice insurance that, you know, if things don't work out in that regard, Austin Mack or Ty Simpson, are, they, you know, they've got a lot of uh, contingency plans that they're going to be in a good position no matter what. And um, I, I know a lot of Alabama, you know, fans probably didn't know much about Austin Mack. Uh, heading into this, but I think this is a guy that, you know, a lot of the reason why he's unknown, Ryan, is because he did enroll early. I think if he had gone another year of high school, we would have saw him come out as a really, really big name coming out of high school in this year's class. So uh, I think they've got kind of almost a hidden gem there, and uh, it's exciting to see what he's going to do. You know, it's it's exciting to see what all the quarterbacks are going to do because I think, you know, when you look at it, Jalen Milrow, you know, once Kalen DeBoer gets his hands on him, can he, you know, can he elevate his game? Uh, that's an interesting thing to look at as well. There's just so many interesting things behind this quarterback room. I, I don't necessarily know if I want to call it a quarterback battle yet, but the quarterback position in general is going to be so interesting this spring. Well, and here we are. We're talking with you, and Alabama just officially announced uh... – Sheridan and also uh, Shepard just a couple seconds ago. So <laughs> I think that was literally, uh, well, about two minutes ago. So the Bama standard continues uh, when you talk about Nick Sheridan being named offensive coordinator and quarterback coach 
and also Jamarcus Shepard, assistant head coach and co-offensive coordinator, as well as wide receivers. So that news is just now breaking. Uh, Tony, final question here, because I know you've got a lot of people that work on your staff there at Tide Illustrated. I'm sure they're probably working the story. You may have the responsibility as well. Um, when when you look at Kalen DeBoer today, I've got him at 5 o'clock. In your opinion, is there a question that you think I need to ask uh, that, that maybe has not been addressed in some of the other media availabilities I I know we'll get a little closer to spring. We're probably going to have a press conference and kind of recap. Is there something that you think is burning out there for Tony Sicalis? Other than uh, Dreamland versus Archibald? Well, I mean, that that would be <laughs> a good one. Uh, you know, I mean, I mean, we could debate, uh, you know, I mean, you know, I mean, I got a little funny little thing I'm going to ask him about Roll Tide because, uh, you know, Roll Tide is not just a chant. You know, it's like a universal hello, goodbye. It's, a you know, obviously a greeting. It's people say it at their wedding. Uh, I just wonder if Roll Tide has become second nature. So that's one of my little funny parts that I've got. And, uh, you know, I mean, but but yeah, I mean, anything you got, anything you got, just tell me what you think I should ask. Because I got a list of questions, but I mean, for someone like yourself that's a veteran porter, I'll be curious what's on your mind. Keith, I'd love to, I'd love to ask him a ton of questions. I'd love to ask him about, uh, I'd like to ask him about both those positions we talked about, about uh, quarterback, about offensive tackle what he sees from those positions. Um, I'd like to you know, get more in-depth about uh, how he views Nick Sheridan. And, and, you know, I know he talked a little bit about that this morning on, on Jocks, but, uh, you know, I'd like to, you know, maybe get a little bit more into, you know, his plans behind calling the offense. Um, you know, I, some of it comes down to what he's willing to divulge, but uh, I think that'll be really interesting because I, I do think we're going to see a lot of, the bore in this play calling year one um but i and i don't think that's necessarily taking away from a nick sheridan as offensive coordinator but i do think you know we're kaylin de is somebody is, is probably one of our or the best offensive minds in uh college football so i'd be surprised sure. if he doesn't have a, a big say uh especially with a young coordinator in, in nick sheridan I, I think he would have a big say i'd, I'd kind of like to see how that works uh you know, and in terms of just, you know, what is he using? Uh, another thing I'd want to ask, too, is just, you know, what, what, what is he what is the general vibe of this, this team after it's kind of gone through the ringer in terms of losing people of, you know, all the doubt it's received? I'd like to know, uh, you know, just basically what, what is his view on that and how have the Alabama players kind of responded to that? Because I'd imagine, you know, if, if I'm starting up uh, the fourth quarter program right now and I'm an Alabama player, I've got a little bit of fire under me because I, sure. you know, I, I'm a, I, I'm probably tired of hearing about how Alabama is not even going to make a what is it a 12 team playoff this year. I think you know if, if I'm hearing that as an Alabama player, uh, I'm I'm pretty ticked off because I think this Alabama team is going to be good. And I think if you ask Kalen DeBoer that, I think he'd probably tell you something similar. Of you know, uh, a lot of people are writing this you know this thing off before it's even getting started. And if you look at the job. Kalen DeVore has done, I think he's done just about everything and more you could ask for, for the position he was put in. And uh, I, I think Alabama, you know, if they, they fill yeah. those two spots, Ryan, tackle, cornerback, I, I, watch out because I think that they're going to be a really good team this, this fall and they're going to surprise a lot of people. Tony Sicados, Rivals.com, covering the University of Alabama since 2016. Tony, thank you so much, man. Have a great rest of your day. Hey, thanks, Ryan.
Thank you. That is Tony Sakatos helping us out there. We got Dave Mahler coming up at four o'clock. He's going to give us a little insight into Seattle. We call him Softy in the business. Kaylin DeBoer coming up 5 p.m. Now, remember, if you're out there listening on the FM dial and you want to listen to Dave Mahler and you want to listen to Kaylin DeBoer live, this is not a recorded interview. I didn't get with him two days ago, three days ago. Uh, this will be live. I mean, it'll be live on the air at 5 o'clock. Kaylin DeBoer. So if you want to have an interest in that, download the Tide 100.9 app. Now, remember, on the FM dial, uh, we will be uh, handing it over to Alabama baseball, contractually obligated to run Alabama baseball. Uh, but if you have an interest in listening to Kalen DeBoer and Alabama football, download the Tide 100.9 app, as I said, uh, Tide109.com. We roll on. We'll take more of your phone calls coming up in a couple of minutes. T-Town Tide 100.9, WTBC, your home of Alabama, Crimson Tide Sports. Don Wallace CPA, 527 Main Avenue in downtown Northport. Small business and personal income taxes, payrolls, sales tax needs. They can also help you with nonprofit or church accounting or auditing in business since 1999. They work for you, not the IRS. When you take on taxes, you've got to have someone on your side. It's Don Wattis CPA, 205-345-5595, 205-345-5595. Don Wattis CPA, the official accountant of the game. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Partly to mostly sunny this afternoon, the high 64. Clear tonight, the low 37. Tomorrow's sunny with a high at 69. Thursday, very mild. The chance of a shower by late afternoon. Rain more likely Thursday night, the high 71. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 64 degrees in Tuscaloosa. The best station in the state breaking down Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. talking a little Alabama Crimson Tide football. We'd love for you to continue the conversation. I do remind you coming up here in about 40 seconds, we're going to hand off to Alabama baseball on the FM dial. We'll stay, keep right here on Tide109.com on the mobile devices, the listening devices. We'll keep it right here. Kalen DeBoer coming up at 5 p.m. live right here in Tuscaloosa. In about 15 seconds, we're going to hand off the FM dial. So if you're listening out there and you want to continue, we'll be right here. We'll continue with more. Kalen DeBoer in one hour live on Tide 100.9, the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Dave, I hope you're having a great day. Welcome to the game in Tuscaloosa. Yeah, you should feel bad. You should feel we real do. bad about, about continuing to hammer me over and over and over and over again to come on this radio show and talk about my ex. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to move on. Well, I'm I mean, I just, I mean, I just want to talk man. about, you know, what type of food does he like to eat? What type, I mean, just, you know, I mean, tell me what you know. I mean, all of the information. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, what I know is after that Southern Ale House commercial that you just did, I'm craving some bacon-wrapped meatloaf and some biscuits and gravy. 205-248-7500. Ask for Taylor, and they'll set you up at the Southern Ale House. I mean, I would think that after doing all these freaking hits with you on your show down there, that maybe you send me some bacon-wrapped meatloaf or at least some biscuits in the mail, just something for the effort. 
Well, no, I will. No, I'm going to take care of you. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm going to fly you down and uh, just something. I mean, I got to repay <laughs> you for a lot of favors, man. But uh, all right, so here we go. Uh, man. you featured Kalen DeBoer tons of time on your radio show. Tons of times. I mean, he yeah. was a media yeah. access is going to be a lot different than it is. You know, with Coach Saban, there's two different ways to skin a cat. Uh, give me advice on the air. Uh, how, how should I take this approach? I mean, I've interviewed yeah. thousands of people, but uh, never, never interviewed Kalen DeBoer. Talk to me. Well, first of all, the fact that this is actually as big an event as this is with the head coach coming on your show in the next hour just shows you how different things are with Kalen versus Nick Saban, right? I mean, when was the last time you had the, a, a sitting Alabama head coach on your show? Has it been live, ever? Has it live, ever happened? I mean, do you, live, do you predate live. Saban, by the way? I recorded him. When I did interviews with him, it was just recorded. Okay. Yeah. But, it, but as far as getting the, the, the actual active Alabama head coach to call into your radio show, that's never happened in your, in it, your career. It's, uh, it's never happened. No, I, yeah, yeah, well, that's, you know what that is? That's pathetic is what that is. And it's not, I'm not blaming you at all. That's not your fault. That's ridiculous. I mean, how do you, how do you uh, approach Kalen DeBoer? You ask him whatever you want, and he'll answer it. He's phenomenal on the air. He's phenomenal with the media. He's phenomenal with the fans. <clears throat> Ryan, I told you, I've, I've never been around a more media-friendly head coach in any sport at any level uh, than Kalen DeBoer. He is insane. You know, you can text him five minutes before you need him on the air. And if he's available, he'll write back and he'll do it. Um, he'll go as long as you want. He'll answer whatever questions you throw at him. He's an easy guy to talk to. He's an easy guy to listen to. And yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm jealous as hell because I loved having the guy in Seattle. He was one of my favorite people I've ever worked with in my career in radio. You know, Lorenzo Romar, who was the former head coach at Washington basketball and Mike Holmgren from the Seahawks are just about two of the best guys I've ever been around when it comes to media. And Kalen was number one on that list. I mean, this guy is as approachable as, as anybody can get. And he's just a good dude. He's just a good guy. He's, he's, he's without ego. He's not arrogant at all. He makes everybody feel like, and think that they're the most important person in the room. You're going to love talking to him. And I'm, I'm jealous that you get to work with a guy now. And I don't, it sucks. I hate it. Well, I, I appreciate you, and uh, I think you talked about it last time. Uh, I owe you a ton of favors. Have you? Are you still getting requests for uh, people to, to uh, connect you or connect them with Kalen DeBoer? I mean, I know you got a bunch. No, of those, those are over. To- I got. I got okay. after Kalen was hired, and I was on your show. I got two or three uh, text messages and emails from people in the Alabama media. Hey, man, can you give me Kalen DeBoer's phone number? Well, I was sure like, no. You can ask Ryan Fowler, though, because <laughs> he's got it. Ask him. No, you're my guy. You know that. But I just uh, – I don't know how you people do things down there, man, but it's kind of different uh, up here than it is down there. I mean, the idea that people are kind of, you know, salivating over each other trying to find somebody's phone number, ridiculous. But, no, I mean, he's, uh, he's an amazing dude. He's just a really, really good dude, and he's the kind of guy that you always want to have in your corner. Everybody has people like that, whether it's a – teacher or a neighbor or a relative or you know whatever uh he's the kind of guy that you just always 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 love having in your corner he's a he's a phenomenal dude and Alabama's going to be just fine just fine with him as the head coach by the way as long as you don't as long as your standards are not ridiculous and and and, and as long as you don't hold him to the standard that was set by Nick Saban who's the greatest college football coach of all time you'll be fine 
Dave, let me let me ask you, Ryan Grubb, going back to Alabama, uh, going back to the Northwest, now in the NFL. G- give me your reaction because, you know, I know it's Kalen DeBoer's offense, and you talked about Nick Sheridan last week, but uh, just kind of want to dive right. back into that for people that didn't hear our conversation. Well, look, I mean, first of all, I think something's got to get cleared up, and that's this idea that Ryan Grubb was purposely trying to be coy about the Seahawks job so that the 30-day portal window would expire. And guys like Austin Mack and Parker Brailsford, um, uh, Jeremy Bernard, who came down there from Seattle with Grubb, would be trapped in Tuscaloosa. And that's just, it's absolute, complete horse crap. And it's total nonsense, okay? That's not how those guys operate. It's never how they will operate. And Austin Mack and everybody else that came from Seattle to go to Tuscaloosa was well aware that Ryan Grubb was being courted by the Seahawks well aware that there was a chance he could leave and take off and one day be an NFL offensive coordinator. Heck, even be, even before he went down to Tuscaloosa uh, and got his you know, hotel room key, uh, he was being courted by other teams of the National Football League. So, you know, I told you guys there was a chance as long as it was you know, not announced and before Alabama decided to make any official announcements about their coaching staff, this was always possible. And it became reality last week when they gave him the damn job. So. I don't buy that 30-day window nonsense. And then number two, as far as Nick Sheridan, I think it's obvious what the chain of command would have looked like in Seattle if Ryan Grubb would have taken off and gone to the NFL. Uh, And if Kalen DeBoer had stayed in Seattle, they would have made Nick Sheridan the offensive coordinator and play caller here. That was always the plan in Seattle, to make Nick Sheridan the offensive coordinator and play caller if Ryan Grubb did take off. And I'm telling you right now, the offense is going to be just fine. As long as Kalen DeBoer is there, he became a head coach based on his time in Indiana as an offensive coordinator. He called plays at Fresno in his first year or so on the job and then handed things over to Ryan Grubb. That offense will be humming as long as Kalen DeBoer is there because he's the brain behind the operation. Trust me. Do Do not lose sleep over that. Okay. Okay. I mean, see what you're doing? I mean, we're calling you instead of softy. I mean, you're like a therapist here, Dave. I mean, I don't know what you, you realize what you just did in the last two minutes. You've cleared up some, some misconceptions out there, uh, that 30 day window, but then you also talked about the offensive play calling. All right. So let me just kind of get your thoughts on Nick Sheridan, just him as a coach, not Kalen DeVore and Nick Sheridan, Nick Sheridan individually. Right. Great guy. I mean, they're all great guys, right? Like, I, I don't look back on that staff and think that, well, this guy was a jerk. That guy was an a-hole. That guy was not very nice to me. I mean, they're all good dudes. Every single one of those coaches on his staff was a great dude. I mean, Sheridan obviously has had some opportunity to call plays in his career. May not have gone the way he wanted it to, but now he's got access to much better talent. I mean, this is going to be... You know, let's face it, Ryan, when it comes to weapons at his disposal, Nick Sheridan has never had a chance to work with weapons like this ever in his college career as a coach. And frankly, neither has Kalen DeBoer. I mean, Kalen DeBoer had some pretty awesome weapons at Washington last year, as you know, but now he's going to have access to, you know, five-star recruits every single, every single year in Tuscaloosa. So I'm, I, I would be excited to see what those guys can do with that kind of arsenal down there. But Sheridan's a younger guy. Uh, good dude. Uh, tight ends were not really featured a ton in the Husky system last year, and that was his job to coach the tight ends. You got one now in Josh Cuevas, who transferred to Tuscaloosa, who's on his third team now in the last four years. 
Uh, Devin Culp and Jack Westover and Quentin Moore all became pretty good players under Nick Sheridan, but I think Nick Sheridan's forte when it's all said and done is, 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 is calling plays that that's his desire. He wants to be a coordinator. He wants to be a head coach. And this is one step closer to that dream for him. Yesterday, we learned that William Inge uh, did not stay very long yeah. in Tuscaloosa. He departed and went to Knoxville uh, in the SEC. Give me your thoughts on William Inge. Uh, again, another good dude, you know, um, doesn't really have the personality, I think, to be a head coach in college football. Doesn't strike me as the CEO kind of guy. Good coach. I thought what he did with the linebackers at Washington was rather impressive, uh, especially with a guy like Carson Bruner. Edifuano LaFoscio, who's going to the Combine, uh, had a great year for the Huskies a year ago. It turned into a Buckus Award finalist. They had some transfers, obviously. A guy like Raylan Goforth from USC. Alfonso Tupatala, who's from the Seattle area. You know, that, that, that position, frankly, before William Inge and Chuck Morrell took over the defense, was kind of a disaster at linebacker. It was a disaster for a couple years, and those guys kind of settled things down. But here's the thing. I don't want to give them credit for things they should be doing. The linebacker position, nor any other position, should never be as weak as it was a couple, two, three years ago under Jimmy Lake. So I think those guys just kind of brought that position and really brought that defense kind of back to normalcy, to be honest with you. But I'm curious about what happened with William to get him to Knoxville. Did he want to leave Tuscaloosa? Uh, Did Kalen want him to leave Tuscaloosa? Because everything I heard – Everything I was under the impression is that they were going to partner up and he was going to coach the defense and help to help, help linebackers at, uh, at Alabama. So I'd be curious to know what happened down there. But in the end, it doesn't really matter, right? In the end, as long as you have Kalen DeBoer, you guys are going to be just fine. Dave Mahler, softy, KJR out of Seattle. Dave, uh, appreciate you as always, man, for being a part of our show. And uh, thank you again, man. I mean, people in Tuscaloosa are literally going to send you food, but they're also um, – asking for you know you to be a weekly appearance on my show i mean i don't know if your agent can call my people and we'll see if we can arrange yeah. this i mean i'll, yeah. I'll, I'll tell like you a, what you i'll know. tell you what why do you do this tell tell kalen when he comes on at, at uh at four o'clock or five o'clock today you tell him that i will do a weekly visit on your show as long as he does too oh so you're, you're literally challenging kalen the and he might do it he might do it he did it, Ryan. He did a weekly visit every Monday with our morning show for two years. He was on the air. Actually, no he was way. on the air after no every win, and they won fourteen games in two thousand twenty-three. So he was on every Monday. But you tell Kalen if he'll do it every week, then I'll do it every week. Okay. Okay. <laughs> right. I, I mean, I don't even know how to ask. Down. You you just don't realize, and and. You know, we just became the norm that, you know, and like I said, there's two different ways to do it. But uh, Coach Saban, uh, you know, he, he – Okay, here's how local, you do it. Here's how you do it. Okay. My God, this okay. is like this is like feeding food to a baby teach for crying me, out loud. Teach me. Here's teach how you do me. it. I mean, you're a veteran. You've been in this business longer than I have, and I've been in 23 years. Here's how you do it. Hey, Kalen, it's Ryan Fowler. Would love to have you on weekly. What do you think? Done. <laughs> That's all you do, Dave man. Mahler. Dave Mahler. Utter those words. There's no need for anybody down there to be walking on eggshells around coaches anymore. The reign of terror is over. There we go. Dave Mahler, thank you, man. I appreciate you so much, man, for being a part of our show. All right, big boys. 205-248-7500 for Southern Alehouse. Well, hey, listen. Taylor.
Get hey, your bacon hey, rack, hey. Milo. Hey, real quick. The guy at Southern Owl House literally said, uh, I will I will send Dave whatever he needs from Southern Owl House. So he's listening. Well, I definitely need that bacon wrap meatloaf, man. That's right up my alley. But uh, well, and, have, and then, have him text me. We'll figure something out. Okay. All right, Dave. Have a great show this afternoon, man. Thank you. All right, man. Tell uh, tell Coach DeBoer I said hello. I will do. I will do. Uh, and I'll tell him to uh, do a weekly appearance. I don't know if I have a guts enough to ask that question. But, yeah, okay. Uh, you want me to text awesome. him right now and ask him for you? No, no, I do not. I, I've, I can fully text, and uh, he responds uh, quickly. Let me All say right, that. This is, uh, this is where you're going to take that next step in your career. You're going to be a big boy. You're going to put your big boy pants on, and you're going to ask the coach if he'll join you every week. All right? Let's get to one you interview, and then, and then we'll do the weekly appearance, okay? All right, so bi-weekly. Thanks. Mahler, you're the best, man the flagship station of the Crimson Tide. And every day at 5 o'clock, we run through the credentials. And today's going to be no different. We're going to welcome in Coach DeBoer coming up here in just a couple seconds. But we go through the credentials of the University of Alabama. It's 18 national titles. Nobody has more. 30 SEC titles. Nobody has more. 147 first-team All-Americans. 77 postseason appearances. 45 postseason victories. Four Heisman winners. And the NCAA all-time scoring leader, it is the University of Alabama. We talk about it here every single day. Uh, we just finished up with a lot of phone calls. And we debated whether we were going to play Journey, which uh, I've done enough research on Coach DeBoer that we know that that is his favorite uh, music group, or at least that's what I'm being told. But we're gonna, we played Dixieland at Light because that is 4 o'clock, uh, fourth quarter song inside Bryant-Denny Stadium. And that place can get rocking as we do each and every day. Coach DeBoer, thank you again for joining us. I hope your day is going great. Yeah, it is. Uh, thanks for having me on, Ryan. It's great to be with you. Hey, absolutely. We were going to give you the walk-up music. I mean, I know you're a baseball player, so uh, we, we've been told that your favorite group is Journey. Uh, is that accurate information? Uh, it's, it's up there. I know. I remember when that question was asked. I think it was uh, at a media days one time. And so uh, that was uh, that's certainly one of the more popular, popular bands uh, growing up and stuff that uh, I enjoyed. So, yeah, for sure. Hey, absolutely. Well, we've we've already made it uh, your favorite band, and we played at three o'clock. So we 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 do that just to kind of honor our, our coach. And we did it for Coach Saban. We knew that Wagon Wheel was his favorite song, and we played that uh, throughout the day. But uh, can you describe the last forty days of uh, what it's been like to take over uh, as the head coach of the University of Alabama? Yeah, it's it's been awesome. Um, it really has, and. You know, every day is its own day, and um, you know you you just enjoy the the moment and just go attack it, and and uh, just uh, super proud of our players, super proud of our staff. Um, they've had the same mindset, and uh, you know get a chance even just today to be with them and see how they're um, you know in the moment and just uh, you know trying to do what we say, go one and zero that day, and uh, they've done that again once uh, once again here and. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's, it's been, uh, it's been awesome. Um, meeting a lot of people, um, sometimes, uh, maybe a second time cause I forgot their name the first time, but I apologize to all of those people, but, uh, yeah, it's just been, it's been a really, uh, really cool journey so far and, um, only the beginning. But have you taken a few minutes literally to look in a mirror and just go, I am the head football coach at the University of Alabama. I mean, have you, have you slowed down at least to embrace the moment of what you're in? No, not at all. I don't think that will ever happen. Um, 
you just but but you do realize that uh it's it's just a really awesome responsibility and uh you know one that um you know I'm honored to be in and uh as far as the head coach and um this uh, amazing program and really looking forward to the the opportunities uh people may call them challenges but I look at the opportunities that lie ahead and uh really looking forward to it but it's uh it's certainly not about that I think really you know uh, once you're once you're here and once you're going, it's just full steam ahead, and that's all you're focused on is making the most of that day and and just continue to put the people around you um, that you need to be successful, and uh, you know empowering them, empowering our players uh, in every way we can uh, to make each day great. Has roll tide become second nature to you? Uh, because we use that as a greeting, we use it as a hello, a goodbye, we uh, use it as congratulations. Uh, has roll tide become second nature to you? Forty-five days in, uh, I, we're getting there. We're getting real close. Uh, <laughs> okay, so I'm, I, I'm not going to lie, and people are probably going to be upset, but I'm, I'm working at them. Uh, but yeah, probably ninety-nine percent of the time, I'm right there. Uh, but uh, we're moving fast here every single day, and so. Uh, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's been awesome. Uh, it's just cool walking, you know, wherever you go, uh, it, you know, um, you know, especially in public, obviously, and just, uh, you know, the support that you hear and, and a good roll tide is always uh, music to the ears. That's for sure. You know, we had Warren Moon on the day that you were arriving in Tuscaloosa. We went on at two o'clock in the afternoon. We went all the way until nine o'clock and Warren Moon was one of our featured guests. We wanted to make sure that we got you on the ground uh, there at the Tuscaloosa Airport, and Warren was describing you as you were landing uh, here, and he talked about your offensive identity. It, for those that don't understand football, and i, I got to admit, I don't understand it by no means the complexity, how would you describe your offensive philosophy to us as followers of the University of Alabama? Yeah, I would just consider it very multiple. Um, I think year in and year out, um, it it, it might look the same, especially if the personnel is the same, um, but it can be adjusted uh, very easily to, you know, whoever our quarterback is, uh, whatever our strengths are, receivers, tight ends, uh, running backs. Um, but I would consider us kind of really having more of a pro spread identity, um, you know, pro uh, kind of a pro offense with the tight end uh, being a heavy part of that. Um, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of principles that are that are pro-minded, but also, you know, there's a lot of spread concepts in there as well. So, you know, kind of a combination of that, uh, a lot of moving parts, a lot of things that hopefully will really challenge high discipline to a defense and uh, things that are simple to us um, because it's, it's, it's in a concept family. Um, and so, you know, we can go from week to week uh, and make it look a lot different to our opponent, which would, should hopefully be very difficult for them. Um, but in the end, uh, it's just something that we're very familiar with and uh, we can we can just dress things up and, and do the things that we do um, over and over again and execute at a high level. With so much focus on the offensive uh, side of the ball, you, you, you played on that side of the ball. You've certainly been a play caller for a number of years. How much hands on will the defense be for you? Uh, ju- just understanding, you know, you've got Kane Walmick that's uh, quality defense quarter, but I mean, from a hands-on approach, do you, do you leave it to those guys or, or are you more hands-on with that unit as well? Yeah, I think, uh, in the first year, um, naturally, I just always really want to make sure that the offense, uh, has the identity, no matter where I've been, um, just has the, it's headed in the right direction. Uh, the details that we're installing, the footwork, um, 
just all of those things, the concepts, the, the install schedule, um, you, that we're getting the things in, I guess the tools or the weapons that we need from a, from a, just an installation standpoint to be able to get through a season. Um, and, you know, that's where having some, some guys that are very familiar with that schedule, with those things, uh, like a, a Nick Sheridan, a Jamarcus Shepard now that have been in it multiple years, um, they, they understand and get that. Uh, but I will say that I think, you know, I really am intentional on making sure from a defensive and special teams uh, standpoint as well that I'm very present. Um, I think, you know, this last year, uh, you know, just, you know, was really, you could see that we were a team, we were, we were a team that, uh, you know, at Washington that was uh, all about the team. You know, the offense did its thing, the defense did its thing, and, um, you know, we played team football, and that's what it takes to win championships, and, you know, that's what, what we're really striving for. So uh, I'm in position meeting rooms uh, every single day on both sides of the ball, uh, just really making sure and, you know, that the, the concepts are being taught consistently uh, between position groups, uh, you know, and being able to communicate with the, the coordinators, you know, what I'm hearing, what I'm seeing, uh, making sure we're all aligned, you know, as a football program. Um, but, uh, you know, certainly, you know, can't, can't deny the fact that there's, uh, you know, an extra, you know, glance or two that's uh, kind of, you know, in the offensive film room and in, in the offensive uh, staff room, you know, on the offensive side of the practice field. But uh, you'll see me probably, you know, 50-50 more than people think uh, when it comes to balancing between the offense and the defense, uh, you know, especially in practice. You know, I think about an offense that is as complex as yours is, how does that help you for Saturday when you go good on good in practice and your defense can have a solid look at really a lot of the offenses that they might be able to see on Saturday afternoon? How does that help you prepare? I think that's one of the, the kind of unspoken things that um, I mean, you're hitting it kind of around the head that I feel extremely strong about is, uh, you know, all those things I just mentioned about what I think our offense does and the challenges we present. Uh, to a defense, our defense sees all those things um, each and every day in practice. And, you know, really when it comes to a game, um, it's, it's as simple as it's ever been when it comes to, you know, what they're really honing in on. And uh, especially when you think about spring ball, fall camp, um, there's so many installs that are happening, you know, day after day after day. It's a lot uh, that the defense has to, has to guard against. And, um, you know, really defend. And so, um, you know, a lot gets thrown on their plate. They get challenged on a level, I think, that uh, they've, they've never, they never will be, um, you know, when it comes to the season. Coach, we're all talking about expectations. And, you know, we've covered perfectionists with Coach Saban for 17 years, um, you know, understanding the goals that he had. What are your expectations for the upcoming year when you, when you look ahead? And I know we haven't even got to spring football. We're 13 days away from spring football. And, uh, 193 days away from Western Kentucky. But when you think about your expectations, what are they for the upcoming year? Yeah, I mean, you know, I get asked this question, um, you know, at Washington, I got to ask this question at, at Fresno State. I mean, you know, wherever you've been, I mean, when you've been a coordinator um, and even uh, going way back at Sioux Falls, and I think it's just, um, you know, you, you, you have that expectation of winning and then that winning championships. And that's, uh, you know, what this program and the expectation is here. Um, but I think when it really comes down to it, you know, I'm never putting a number on wins, things like that. What we're focused on 
Um, and you know, this isn't the, 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 the thing that really sounds all pretty and all, all that, but it's all about getting better tomorrow, you know, and then uh, us reaching and being our best. Uh, and that's, that's what I think we have done, uh, wherever I've been. And in the end, uh, you know, we don't even realize we just spoke with the team today at the end of our workout, you know, a, a week from now, two weeks from now, a month from now, the end of spring ball, you know, we're not even going to rec- recognize who we are because we're going to come, have come so far because we stack one day on top of the other and it's always moving forward. So um, the results are a matter of us being our best and uh, just con- continuously improving each and every day. What does it take to play quarterback in your system? Uh, you know, again, we'll adjust to whatever that quarterback uh, skill set is. Um, certainly a guy that can deliver the ball uh, to the skill uh, around him. Um, I think, you know, there's 11 players in the football field, uh, both sides of the ball. And I think you want to maximize each and every position, uh, you know, and, and that can be done in different ways. Um, and so, you know, what I, what I would hope we can be is a, is a team that, um, you know, can, can deliver the ball to uh, all our skill positions, uh, you know, and also, you know, I think uh, you look at the different skill sets that we have, and, and obviously everyone looks at Jalen and sees his ability to, to uh, be mobile, run the football. Um, you know, that's an added weapon. Um, but, uh, you know, that also makes everyone around him better. And because uh, extra eyes are in the backfield. And so, uh, you know, that's, there's a lot of different ways that it can go. But I think, you know, you need a guy that's poised, a guy that, um, you know, just uh, when the big moments come, um, is confident and his teammates feel that. And so I think there's, uh, there's things that you do as a, as a quarterback beyond the skill set, um, just in leading the football team, you know, and uh, that just comes through repetitions, confidence, um, great preparation, um, you know, be, being that guy that uh, brings it every single day, every single moment, um, you know, and, and the team just feeding off of them. Let me go back to recruiting on National Signing Day. Uh, can you talk about recruiting since those players have signed? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I'd, I'd love to ask you about Ryan Williams, a uh, young man that reclassified. We featured him a few weeks ago. I walked away just highly impressed. I certainly want to talk about Noah Carter and QB Reese, but let me ask you about Ryan Williams. What did you see in him that uh, you wanted to make him a priority? You know, he's one of the most uh, just dynamic guys I've ever seen uh, at receiver, you know, just, um, you know, getting the ball in his hands and he can do it, uh, you know, on short throws and, and, uh, you know, just quicker, quicker type routes and he can do it down the field. Um, He's good in every way. Uh, You know, I just uh, was so attracted to him, not just as a football player, but also just as a person. I mean, you know, when you talk to him and uh, just, he reiterates, reiterates what he hears. Um, it's amazing to me how much he processes, you know, and can articulate back to you, you know, what was all said. And um, I just am super excited to coach him up. Um, you know, I feel like he's he's a guy that's just like seeking this, uh, seeking this, uh, you know, like growth mindset and uh, just going to take it all in uh, every moment possible. And so uh, he, along with Coach Shep, uh, they've already kind of formed a, pretty good tag team as far as their relationship. And so uh, it's only onward and upward from here. How about Noah Carter? Very, I mean, a lot of the same things, just a dynamic in different ways. Um, 
I think he can, you know, play on the line of scrimmage. I think he could actually play off the line of scrimmage, uh, you know, in different different ways in our defense, um, you know. But uh, just p- constant pressure that he can put on a on a on a pass rush, uh, you know, uh, he'll grow into his frame, which I think um, is, is a great frame. Um, you know, just you watch his highlight film and see who he is and the way he he's comfortable in space. Uh, just uh, just like very very confident uh, football player um just a, a person again a lot like ryan you know uh, always um kind of thinking about what what he's what's possible but the action and the work he puts in supports the goals that he has and certainly qb reese there if you can give me a quick thought i'll move a final question there coach yeah he's a exciting uh, obviously player that uh, you know gonna really grow into to roles that you know um uh, just you know really Physically, I think uh, has a huge, huge upside. So excited about what he's going to bring. Love he, he and his family. Um, just but getting to know them, uh, you know, and, and them being someone that's uh, kind of here late in the process uh, for me because of just you know how long I've been here. Uh, really, it, it it rapidly grew uh, into a thing where man, you know, we just need to get him in our football program and see what he can do from there. Coach, A-Day is 53 days away. Uh, Coach Saban's first A-Day, there was 90,000 people in Bryant-Denny Stadium. Uh, for those fans that are wanting to come to A-Day, have you thought about a format, or maybe can you share what you, uh, what type of format will you run on A-Day? Have you made that decision? No, I haven't yet, and okay. a lot of it's just uh, based on roster. I'd love to keep the format that it's been and what uh, I know the fans love. Uh, we'll certainly do that, but we need to make sure that everything we do is strategic and uh, building up towards, uh, you know, us getting better and maximize each and every practice. But, um, you know, I'd love to keep the format that it's been, uh, the one that I know that's been a lot of fun for fans. And so uh, expecting a great A-Day crowd once again, and uh, should be a lot of fun for our, for our guys. Uh, you know, that's that's uh, a ways down the road, and so we got a lot of work to do before then, but uh, it will come fast, as you know. Uh, final question. As a baseball player, have you given your wife any advice because she's throwing out the first pitch tomorrow for softball, which is pretty awesome, which is going to be great. And we've had a lot of people call in and talk about that. Have you given her any tips, uh, anything that uh, you can share? Uh, oh, that is a conversation. I mean, if there's a, a few smiles, a few laughs that, uh, that we've had, uh, you know, through all of it, I, I can't wait. I think the debate is underhand or overhand. And so, you know, if we're questioning at this point in the game, uh, that we could lead one that can be very concerned. So, uh, but uh, you know, it's all fun. I'm glad uh, she's gonna get that opportunity. It's kind of cool, and um, you know, obviously we're a huge uh, softball family, and uh, for her to get to go do that there with the team, uh, that's pretty exciting. So, well, that's uh, cool opportunity. Well. And, and there's a lot of conversations. I mean, we had a guy on from Sioux Falls a couple of weeks ago, and uh, Mark Oviden, and he said, listen, there's some myths up here as far as the baseball that you hit. Uh, so not only are you pretty solid <laughs> at football, we, we've got some rumors that he shared with us. He said, listen, there's some there's some things that, you know, you, you tore up a baseball pretty good. There's some marks out there in uh, Sioux Falls. So we've heard about uh, those too. I got you. You know, my wife's uh, sport is actually – she really wasn't into softball or anything like that, but she's actually a very, very good basketball player. So she was Gatorade Player of the Year back in South Dakota as a junior and a senior. So, um, you know, but she's gonna she's gonna give it her best effort, and uh, I've I got I'm gonna do everything I can to be there to to make sure I see it happen. So uh, looking forward to tomorrow. 
Oh, wow. A little bit of a tease there. Well, Coach, uh, on behalf of Tuscaloosa, we just want to thank you, uh, and we welcome you to Tuscaloosa. Tuscaloosa has a way of embracing people. I know they'll embrace your family. You know, six months from now, you're going to build connections that, um, you know, I don't think Coach Saban probably thought he was going to be able to build. Uh, uh, we're going to wrap our arms uh, around you and your family, and we just take a minute to welcome you to Tuscaloosa. Thank you again uh, for, for one, for coming to Tuscaloosa, but uh, being a part of this show uh, the Alabama fans are super excited. I, I do appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, it's my pleasure. It's been uh, it's been an awesome experience. I uh, love just uh, the intensity of the fan base. I uh, love the excitement. Um, you know, everyone just uh, being around the team and and supporting it. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. So uh, we're looking forward to you know spring ball, which is just around the corner. Of course, the eight day game that you uh, you hyped earlier. So. Um, a lot of work, but uh, we just take it one day at a time and enjoy it. So um, appreciate you having me on. Hey, thank you, Coach. Uh, have a great rest of your day. I know you got a big uh, meeting coming up in, in the 6 o'clock hour. Those are uh, some very folks that uh, I know have called in and shared some excitement about that. So, Coach, uh, have a great evening. Thank you again for the opportunity, and we'll talk to you soon. You bet. Thanks, Ryan. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. Right back to you. Coach Kalen DeBoer here at the University of Alabama. Uh, wow. 